Three, two, one. Homie Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right, all right. Opening day. Masters. Hoops rumors that everybody seems to know about but won't say. It's all happening today on Thursday, April 7th, and it's all being talked about on the Mike Rutherford Show right here on 1450 and 96.1. We're here with you until 6 o'clock, and we want to hear from you in the three hours ahead. Hit us up on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. That's where we'll be able to uh, interact with you, hear your questions, your comments, your thoughts, your concern. Uh, we love Thorntons. Love the guys over there. Love the morning coffee that they've got going on. Love the fantastic uh, refreshing rewards app that they provide to save you money at the pump. And you've never needed to save money at the pump more than you do right now. Also, i got to point this out. We've got Thornton's and the Louisville Urban League very excited to present a mega hiring fair featuring multiple employers that are looking to hire right now. That hiring fair is going to take place a week from today, Thursday, April 14th at the Norton Healthcare Sports and Learning Center, which is located at 3029 West Muhammad Ali. Come on out from 3 to 6 while you're listening to the Mike Rutherford Show. Keep the earphones in. Potential employers aren't going to, you know, they're not going to judge. Just say, we're listening to Rutherford and Kelsey. You know how it is. It's 3 to 6. This is my time. But while you're there, don't forget your ID. Don't forget your resume. They're going to have on-site interviews and job offers, management positions with competitive salaries, competitive benefits packages. Again, bring that ID, bring that resume. You're going to have a chance to win a $50 gift card. It's the Thorntons and Louisville Urban League Mega Hiring Fair. You know it's a big deal because Mega's in all caps. That's when you, I mean, it's not just, they're not just saying Mega for bleeps and giggles. They're putting in all caps because this thing is a huge deal. Uh, so we'll be talking about that throughout the, uh, the week ahead. But we've got plenty to get to before we get to any of that good stuff. Got to say hello to my my guy behind the glass, Trevor Kelsey, TK. I know you're you're revved up. My voice is feeling a little bit better today. Sounding a little better. Steadily yeah. improving as the week goes on. I want to make sure that you're not going to be on Mars again today because yesterday, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what was going on. I don't know what that was. You finally got there by the, the, the 5 o'clock hour. But I was hoping that you're going to be – I am hoping – that you're going to be revved up because last night was your night. You love Wednesdays. You love the AEW. Are you feeling fired up today? Well, no. no Not a great start. No Orange Cassidy wrestling last night. He still injured, I'm sorry to say. What about Gangrel? Gangrel did not show up. Any day now. FTR and the Young Bucks showed up in the main event, though. I saw a lot of people tweeting Hell about this. Hell of a tag team match. I saw a lot of people saying this FTR is the greatest tag team in wrestling. Oh, you love wrestling. FTR. What does that stand for? Uh, yeah. 
It actually doesn't stand for anything technically. They they F the rest. Well, when they were, when they were in WWE, they were known as the uh, the revival because they were supposed to be like an old school team in today's wrestling. And when they weren't getting people, their fans weren't happy with the way they're being treated. WWE. They kind of started this FTR movement, which was supposed to be for free the revival. Okay. But when they got to AEW, they couldn't go by revival anymore. So they just, now it just kind of has all kinds. Uh, it can stand for uh, bleep the uh, revolution or. Okay. Yeah. You know, but, but they, they, they didn't stand for basically anything. It's now just FTR, but great tag team, great tag team match, fun show overall. But you know what today is, right? It's, it's all about opening day. It's baseball time now. I like that I get at least. I, I like that you're not one of these sports radio people that's like it's all football and a little bit of basketball and i like nothing else but i'm a big sports guy like you'll at least like i we can nerd out about baseball together which is great yeah because this is the only time we're good for the first month both of us usually are well i mean i think you've got a little bit more hope there than 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 i do i can carry us this year so i can talk about you with with this i'll take one out of two because you're not going to give me anything on the masters which oh god no no is it still going on it is is it not over yet hey my pick I made it official last night, put it on Twitter, Cameron Smith, alone atop the leaderboard right now, minus four. How's my pick doing? Who was your pick? Rory McIlroy? Uh, oh, no, no. How did we not? Uh, what about the kid from Louisville? Justin Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> How do you not know Justin Thomas' name? Oh, no, no. Or, or what about the, uh, the, the UK guy uh, named that to the porno star? Uh, John Holmes. J.B. Holmes? Yeah. J.B. Holmes not participating in this week's Masters, uh, Trevor. Uh, I picked Cameron Smith last night, and I, I made it official. I picked him in, in our the, the league, the little fantasy thing that we do, and I put it on Twitter. And this morning, he's one of the, the first groups to tee off. Promptly, double bogeys one. Like, double bogeys the first hole, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You, you, you've absolutely got to be kidding me. He has been on fire since then, four under. Uh, Tiger Woods. On fire? Yeah, he's leading. Oh, leading wow. the tournament. Six birdies since then. That's pretty good. That's a lot of birdies. A lot of birdies. Guys locked in. Terrible haircut. He's a Australian with a mullet. You should love him. But Tiger Woods, noted golfer, playing. I've heard of that guy. One under par, looking pretty good. That's pretty impressive. That's that. That's the big story. Nobody cares about anything else going on. Where's where he rank in the leading board? Um, I believe like you know, there aren't that many guys under par right now, so he's tied for eleventh. So when's this thing in tonight? Well, it, you know, golf tournaments last four days. Four days. Four whole days. So we've got until Sunday. Man. So we're going to talk about this tomorrow probably a little bit, too. <laughs> you have your Blue Jays shirt on, though. You're, I did. You're fired up. You're ready I'm for baseball season. I'm going to watch season. this weekend. Well, I guess baseball. The Blue Jays don't even play tonight, though. No, but tomorrow. But you still, you're still you revved up. You're focused. Well, unlike you, you don't even have, you don't even have Reds on. You're, I you're went up. with the golf gear. If the Reds win tonight, which I'm not expecting, <laughs> I'll wear red stuff tomorrow. Poor fan. I love that the first text that we had today on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, was somebody who said, uh, Joe, who says, it's my 40th birthday today. Can you give me a shout-out on air? And, Mike, if you want to use the Mickey Mouse voice, too, I wouldn't be against it. Before, I could even see it. Because usually I, I only see, we have the text line. It's set up on my computer via the Google Voice thing. And so new texts, they show up in bold. And the ones that you've read go to the normal text, right? That's how you keep track of what we yeah. haven't and have talked about. So before I can even get to that text, because I just look down and I'm like, I'm like, who's wishing a happy birthday? The, it's responded to before I could even open it up. Happy birthday, Joe, from the Kentucky Roll Call crew. What, what time did this text originally come in? 2.58. TJ Walker ruining the text line. 
TJ, go sell a house, dude. Come on. You ruined Joe's birthday. You ruined Joe's birthday. All Joe wanted was a happy birthday shout-out from the Mike Rutherford show. Instead, he comes thundering in, in, and roll call's just taking over. Ridiculous. Absurd. This is what happens when Roush goes on vacation. <laughs> they all just... They, TJ and Dingus just let it go crazy. No, just TJ. He's the only one. That, he hangs out on the text line all day. Like, it's just like it's personal, like... like TJ's texted in the show now. Yeah. He's already texted in. He says... Mike Scooter Dingus had the audacity. I heard this, so I listened to a little bit of roll call while I was driving in. He says Mike Scooter Dingus had the audacity to say that he'd shoot no worse than plus three on the Augusta par three nine hole course, and said that plus three or better on any par three course in the region would be a breeze. So I made a bet that he'd shoot worse than plus three. You probably could get in if you like free money. There is. I have no idea what any of that is, but I bet against Scooter Dingus. I've never seen Scooter Dingus play. I heard him describe his game a little bit, and it sounds like his game is kind of similar to mine. There is no chance in hell that Scooter Dingus is shooting three over par on the nine par three holes at Augusta National. Zero chance. None whatsoever. The fact that he thinks so. Like, I love Scooter Dingus. Don't really know him. Like, love him. I- <laughs> this makes me think less of it. I don't know how hard this is. Describe describe to me how how I can understand how hard this would be to do. Like for me, like him doing that would be the equivalent of me accomplishing what? A front handspring. Wow. (laughs) I mean, there are like like there are professional golfers (laughs) who will play these nine holes and not shoot three over. Or shoot like barely better than three over. I don't. It's like the guys who are like, you know what? If I played in the NBA, if I play, if I played every minute of every game, I could average double digits. I'd score a little bit. It's like, no, no, you couldn't. I don't know how. Like Spencer Hall, who I used to work with at SB Nation, who's awesome. Every day should be Saturday. He's been maintaining for years that every sporting event should have one just average dude competing for a reference point. And I totally agree. Like, if you had just, if Scooter Dingus was playing in the Masters right now and he's 75 over par through seven holes, it'd be fantastic to watch. And also a nice little reminder that these are superhuman people that should not be good at this, at this game, should not be this good. And they are. And I think Scooter needs that reminder. Three over par would never happen. No. I don't know how I would even go about trying to do a front hand spring. It'd be like from <laughs> old school where it's like, just hit the spring, close your eyes, and go. <laughs> and if you need anything, uh, Ahmed's there to spot you. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. Which are you more excited about right now? Opening day baseball. Opening day baseball. Or roster news for Louisville men's basketball. Ooh. And rumors percolating everywhere. Palpable buzz. I do love a good per- per- percolating. Perglading does does do it for me. I've probably gotten more texts and DMs today from people like wanting to know information than I have since Kenny Payne got the job officially and like the whole coaching search, vague tweet stuff stopped. Because and I've seen it. It's all out there. Everybody apparently has heard something about big news coming. There are some thinly veiled references to the fact that it could be multiple Duke commits decommitting and then following Nolan Smith to Louisville. There's other people who are just saying it could be something else. Nobody will just say what it is. 
which is the most annoying kind of social media behavior. I'm sorry, it is. And I love the people, some of the people who are doing it, but like, I don't care if you know something. I, I don't care. Tell me what it is. Put it out there. Like the whole, like, I know something. It's super cool. Everybody's going to love it, but I can't tell you. I just, I've never understood it. I did it one time back in, it was when I was working at a law firm. So this was 09, 2010. And I, because I thought it was going, I thought it was something that was going to be made public in the very near future. I was working at a law firm that was uh, representing one of the people involved from Louisville basketball in something. And so I was like, more bad news coming on the Louisville basketball front or something like that. Well, it ended up being the Steve Massiello derby ticket thing. Ah, okay. And so I knew about this and I I did the whole, like, I know something, guys, (laughs) just so you know. And like when it didn't break right away and it became apparent that like I was going to have to wait a couple more days before this became public knowledge, I felt like the biggest douche. I, I was just like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like I, I'll never do it again. And I've never done it again. Like there are lots of times where I know something's coming. I'm 95% sure, 99% sure. And I'm still not going to do the whole like, hold on to your butts, everybody. It's, it's coming in five minutes. So to answer all the questions for all the DMs and all the, I've got no idea. I, I I have seen. Would you at least use the Samuel Jackson? Hold on your hold on your butts. No, you got to use the eyeball emojis because that can mean anything. <laughs> you can't actually get called out for doing the eyeball emoji thing, right? It's just like, huh, huh. I was just saying if I was just saying keep an eye out here. Who knows? You have to use the eyeball emojis. That's the way to handle this. You can do all breaking news using uh, Jurassic Park uh, um, gifts. You could hold on your butt, and if it's a stinker, you just like that's one big pile of poop. If it's bad news, just like kid getting shocked by the electric fence. <laughs> Bam. Uh, one piece of news that we can't talk about that is official. Uh, well, I don't know if the good news would be. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, no, not right now. Uh, Sky Clark. Have ever heard of him? Name that was big about two weeks ago in our circles. Yes, yeah, the guy Kentucky fans were, were big on until he decommitted and he sucked. Yeah, decommitted. We didn't need him anyway, right? Yeah. Severe Willow is better. We didn't recruit him. We're going to get, you know. He's going to get over-recruited. We'll, we'll bring in a transfer or a backup who's going to be better than Scott Never Clark. heard of him anyway. Uh, well, he decommitted from UK about three weeks ago, and there was a lot of talk that because Kenny Payne and he had a relationship, Louisville would be one of the frontrunners. Louisville did reach out to him. Louisville has been, according to everybody who follows recruiting way more than I do, kind of the, the runner-up here, the backup to Illinois. Illinois has been the frontrunner since Andre Corbello announced that he was transferring. And we've said on the show that – if you can get him on campus, if you can get him to take an official visit, hold on on committing somewhere else or signing with somebody else for a while, you feel like you got a puncher's chance. Well, unfortunately, news broke this morning that Sky Clark will be announcing his commitment uh, during halftime of whatever high school showcase game is going on at ESPNU that tips off at 5.30, and everybody and their mother is saying... Tonight or tomorrow? Tonight. Okay. Everybody and their mother is saying it's Illinois. So there's that. Not unexpected news, at least uh, after the last week and a half, but still. Look at doing these socks and like comes out and pulls out the Louisville jersey, though. <laughs> maybe that's the stunner. Maybe that th- maybe that's what all the vague tweets are about, and it's not really about Duke. That, that's just a, a red herring thrown out there, he just a wants, blue herring he, thrown out there. <laughs> he, he enjoys a good swerve. Who doesn't? Why not? Uh, Scooter Dingus has now responded. Is he defending his golf game? Here we go. Augusta was a stretch, and I rescinded. <laughs> I, I applaud that. It takes a big man to eat their words and say, you know what? I was wrong. The irony in that statement. He goes on, though. Any course around here? Question mark. No freaking problem. All caps. Ooh. Bunch of haters. Scooter Dingus is not playing the par threes at Valhalla <laughs> at even par. There's no way. He's not playing the par threes at Persimmon Ridge at even par. 
How many par threes? I'm not sure he's playing the par threes at Crescent Thrill at even par. How many par threes does the course usually have? Depends on the course, but most will have six. Okay. Most most courses, it's different everywhere, but the standard layout for a course will be six par threes, six par fives, six par fours. That has to up to 18, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the one that paid for the education. But there will be some that have four par threes and some that have are more par four heavy or some that will have odd-numbered par fives and par threes. It's different everywhere, but that's the standard. Like That's the basic. It's par, if you will. <laughs> uh, Texture says TJ just out there ruining birthday wishes. That's what he does. And, oh, yeah. it, it's Joe who wanted the birthday wish from us. Uh, we, are we supposed to sing to Joe, by the way? Yeah, he wants me to do it in the Mickey Mouse voice. So here we go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Joe, I heard it's your birthday. Hope you have a fantastic birthday. I can't do it because my voice is messed up. I feel like we're going to get like sued by Cameo in some way for this. So you're giving away a free. <laughs> it's going to be Disney. Disney, Disney sues everybody. They're going to find <laughs> out about this. They're going to come down hard. <laughs> we want our $14. Oh, well, I'm sorry, KRC ruined your birthday. The part of my voice that I can't get to is the part that I need here. I'm so sorry, Joe. I, look, now... TJ ruined his birthday first. Now me not being able to do the full Mickey voice ruined it more. Joe's going to have a terrible 40th birthday. What an awful way to start the fourth decade of your life. Man, I started 40 during 2020, so don't feel bad, Joe. Trevor, it's not always about you. <laughs> it's not always about you. It's about other people sometimes, too. Uh, Scooter Dingus now is saying par three courses. Any par three? Well, there's like one par three course around here. Standard course layout is four par threes, four par fives, and ten par fours. Well, par threes is a par three. He's actually right. I mean, in about distance anyway. I mean, if you can do it in one par three at one course, what's the difference doing it in another par three another course? I don't know. Uh, Dingus is right, though. Like, it's, it's, I, I was wrong. It's four par threes, four par fives, and ten par fours. Either way, he's not getting it. I don't believe that Scooter Dingus could shoot even par on the par threes at the best courses in Louisville. I don't. I'm sorry. And I heard that he played in a scramble with the KRC boys. And based on the way his game... You heard it here first, people. Based on the way that his game was discussed. Because I've got the same game as Scooter Dingus. Rutherford said it here first. Scooter Dingus sucks at golf. Did not say that. He is horrible. But we have the same games. We're very good at scrambling. We're not long off the tee. My short game is solid. I do play par threes pretty well. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I could shoot even par at the best par three courses in Louisville. N- night close. Look at this tweet just come out. Rutherford says Scoot, Scoot's game isn't even worthy of a putt-putt course. Nobody on message boards knows who Scoot is. So that's <laughs> that's not anything that people are going to run with. Oh, look at – oh, man, new tweet. Rutherford says Scoot's isn't even good enough to be message board material. Well, <laughs> I mean, it would be ironic if that got posted on a message board. These are, these are tweets. Oh, tweets? Oh, okay. Um <laughs> uh, TJ now says for the record he's talking about a specific par 3 course which is 9 or 18 holes of strictly par 3 Seneca had a par 3 course uh, Hurstborn does do the they call it the exec also happy birthday to my main man Joey is what TJ said <laughs> do you remember uh, I used to play Be- Bellman's where I learned how to play golf back in the day it was really? like, incredible 5 bucks for 9 holes of par 3 golf and they put a parking lot over it. They paved paradise and put up a parking lot. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> there was Golf World back in the day. Golf World kind of sucked. I missed the batting cage over by the Toys R Us and Silver Road. Okay, not really neither here nor there, but I agree <laughs> with you. That's not the first time you said that on the show, which is hilarious. 
But Bellerman, they had. Uh, just, well, I don't. How many golf analogies? Like you bring up golf, I'm like, where do, where does my mind go? I have nowhere to go with golf. Until like, if I'm ever going to miss any days, it should be the Masters. Four days of the Masters. Well, we're not going to talk all Masters. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, you can be all right. Dying here, I know. Masters to fill up time with you golfing when it's talking about golf. I don't know. Uh, Scooter Dingus now says, "I'm done here. Nobody believes in me. I, I'm. I love you, Dingus." I, I love you even more because you dated the hot blonde girl from the This Is Indiana video, but I don't believe you here. I'm sorry. I mean, we need to play. We need to have a, a big X golf outing, and then I'll have a better assessment. That's the first thing Scooter said that I agree with him. What do you mean? That no one believes him. <laughs> the first thing he said, I think that's right. Uh, Texas, so Mike, you don't know what the rumor is. Any idea about it at all? Also, the Mickey Mouse voice impersonation is 10 out of 10. You should have heard it when... I when you had, when had you, a real yeah, voice. Yeah. Give, next week is when you bring it back. Yeah. Joe, belated birthday wish is coming next week. Uh, the rumor, like, there are all sorts of different rumors. I've heard that it's, you know, the, the whitehead kid. I've heard that it's the greatest kid from Duke. I've heard, like, I, I don't know. I can't tell you. I, I've got no inside info here. I know, um, like, Jeremy Wallman has posted that he had heard something from um, – Somebody, again, like, d- details are scarce here, uh, although everybody apparently he heard something from somebody through someone about something. That's kind of what's been out there, and then now everybody else is saying, oh, we've heard the same thing. Um, oh, well, of course. I yeah, mean. it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it's, it's all apparently centered around some Duke kids who may be flipping their commitment to us. Um I don't know. Derek Whitehead is, or Derek Whitehead is, is the name that has been popping up the most. But I hate to even talk about it because I've got, I've got no idea. I've got no inside info here. The one you've talked about Whitehead before, though. Yeah, we, he came up yesterday because he, he would be the one that would make a little bit of sense. He played at Montverde Academy, but is uh, was primarily recruited by Nolan Smith at Duke. Like he was the, yeah, he was the guy for him. So if somebody was going to follow Nolan to a new destination, it would probably be Whitehead. Now, another player who Nolan Smith had been the primary recruiter for, McKenzie, again, Mbako. I'm, I'm just, I'm guessing if that's, <laughs> eventually I need to like just YouTube him to hear an interview to hear how this kid's name is pronounced. Uh, but he was the, he's a kid from New Jersey, another player who was recruited uh, by Nolan Smith. I know John Shire also played a part in his recruitment there. But he's the number three overall player in the 2023 class. And he also is announcing his commitment tonight. He's down to four schools. He's down to Duke, Kentucky, Memphis, and Ohio State. And there had been some initial talk that maybe this is another kid that we could get to flip and, and come here to play for us. If that happens, it sounds like it's not going to happen you know, anytime in the near future because he's got four finalists and he's announcing a commitment tonight. What needs to happen, though? If you're a Louisville fan rooting for something, this sounds like it's counterproductive it sounds like something we shouldn't be doing you want him to go to duke because it's duke or kentucky and he's from uh, the saint bernard school up there in new jersey he's close friends with dj wagner wagner's the number one player in the class mbako is the number three player in the class if it if the battle for wagner really and truly is going to come down to louisville versus kentucky you don't want kentucky to be able to have the pitch of Come here and play with your best friend. You love this guy. You guys have been killing it on the AAU circuit for years. You've probably talked at some point about going to the same college and tearing it up and winning a national title. Come here and make this happen at the University of Kentucky. So if the rumors, 
it, I don't even, not even rumors. If the buzz that he's going to commit to Duke tonight is true, good. Better Duke than Kentucky for our chances of landing DJ Wagner. Does that feel like a fair assessment? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. So, go in this case, go do. Texas. I've got one for the uh, Trevor Golf game name game. Remember, we were going to do. Is this an actual golfer name or not? Yeah, so far. Well, you threw all golfers at me, which I felt was a little unfair. But... Well, I made the first one up, and you missed it. And then <laughs> I missed I, them all. And then I threw you two actual golf namers names. Pretty. I'd say high-profile names, Andrew Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay. I mean, I dis- and you miss both. I disagree about the level of popularity that you put on these names. You don't know anything. You don't even know who they are. How, how do you know how popular they are? Well, the, I think that the fact that I don't know who they are answers your own question. You don't know who any golfer is. That's the whole point of this whole thing. That's, that's not 100% true. I knew, I knew who Phil Mickelson was. I asked you to name a golfer playing in the Masters besides Tiger Woods yesterday. You got Rory McIlroy. You then said Lee Johnson and Chris Kite. Uh, the wrong <laughs> names of two golfers who haven't been relevant since the early 90s. And then you went to Phil Mickelson, who is a still prominent name, but is not playing in the Masters. So, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying any sort of insight that you can give into whether a golfer, a professional golfer, is nationally relevant or not. I mean, you just named, you, you named, I said two of them. You said one. Two, one just isn't playing. Well, that was the whole question. Was name a golfer besides Tiger Woods who's playing? <laughs> Sanders Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay are two of the top ten golfers in the world right now. Says you. Says the world golfer. <laughs> Do you have any idea who the number one golfer in the world is right now? Justin Thomas? No. He's number seven. Hey, they, see? Um, who you refer to as the kid from Louisville at the start of the show. <laughs> is, am, am I wrong? You're just not helping. Well, technically, yeah, he's from Goshen. Uh, okay, so again, you know, you, you mock my knowledge, but I'm, I'm not wrong. You are wrong. I just said he's technically from Goshen. <laughs> technically, you need lawyers. His bio says Goshen. doesn't say Louisville. Um, you, just uh, keep, you just keep falling lower and lower. Leading oh the lead, leading the board is right now it's the um it's the the Cantlay no it's the guy from uh, yeah Cantlay guy he's leading right now isn't he well, no and also not the question that I asked you oh <laughs> what was the question? my pick now Cam Smith is killing his six he's six under three shots clear oh, he's of wearing the Lions place. colors no wonder you like that's him. not him oh oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you're even more spacey today at the start of the show no, than you you've got to stop smoking before you come on air. No, actually, that's a sad thing. I know. I'm just joking. But still, the <laughs> fact that you had to address it seriously just led me to believe that maybe it was right. I asked you who the number one golfer in the world was. It's Scotty Scheffler. Have you ever heard of Scotty Scheffler? Yeah, he's in third right now. <laughs> just looking at the score. <laughs> have you heard of – let's play have you heard of this person. Have you heard of John Rom? Say it one more time. John Rom. First name John, last name Rom. No. Okay, he's the number two golfer in the world. I, I feel Are you like, really not? I mean, I, I feel like there's no point in continuing. I thought this was. I thought this sounds like a name you're making up instead of like rom com. Texter wants to know: uh, Does Trevor? Do you think this is a golfer or not? Jason Cockrack. <laughs> I watched. I can't lay. It was made up. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm really, y'all really got me on the fence on these. I'm gonna say no. That is fake. It's real. K o k r a k. Cockrick. Not a bad golfer. I'm sure. 
<laughs> Great with a stick. Texas, how could Trevor? <laughs> how does Trevor properly pronounce percolating, but not anybody's name ever? <laughs> Again, he's the most intriguing person I've ever met in my entire life. There's no consistency with him whatsoever. Well, how can golf be okay with that dude having that name, but Kofi that wants to change, change the pronunciation of his in Illinois? I'd say. <laughs> I'd say Cockrick is still a little bit better than what Kofi's last name would be. And all I can think of now is St- Stacy, I don't own ah, let alone many, which would necessitate the need for an entire rack. I'm just, I mean, what makes the golfer dude okay with being that and then Kofi? I mean, come on. It's how it's pronounced. You continuing to ask questions that I couldn't possibly have an answer for. Just continue. This is going to be all summer. All spring slash summer. We had a little bit of summer talk before when we got going, when we first met. We did. Uh, Tex said, Mike, are you doing the Mickey voice for next season's basketball intro? <laughs> God, no. By the way. Could it make it any worse? By the way, bats are 0-2. <laughs> <laughs> the Mike Rutherford intro of it. I'm starting to get a little seriously worried. Well, it, it, I don't know if this will make you feel better, but this is like the fourth year in a row they've started 0-2. I know this was supposed to be the change. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not just, I mean, unless you've done the voice for the video the last four years, we're, you're okay. It's not just on you. Ten straight losing seasons. This was supposed <laughs> to be the year that we, the video changed it. it it'll come around eventually. <laughs> the bad. Brooks Keishnett, make him the manager. Get him back. I thought you were asking me if that was DT Chrome. Or not. Texas is real or, or not real for Trevor. Ben Kenobi. No. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody try to get it. Keep these coming. I enjoy this. 502-414-1450. Nice try, Texter. Texas says Kentucky ro- a roll call needs to turn their radios off in the afternoon. So topical. Reminds <laughs> me of UK fans showing up at Louisville games. Go chaos. I'm fine with KRC boys texting in. I enjoy it. I-, I like that they listen. I like they interact. Besides Roush, who's, I don't know, building sandcastles and doing God knows what. Hey, Roush never listens to the afternoon stuff. He's too busy. He's got. He's on 17 different podcasts. He's writing for mm. KSR. He's got a, you know, Roush has to spend his afternoons talking about the third string long snapper in Lexington to get ready for the football season. That's who he is. It's what he does. It's what he signed up for. What are you going to do? Are you ready to take a break? <laughs> you want to? Yeah, let's do it. When we come back, uh, 502-414-1450, we'll take more of your text. We'll uh, quiz Trevor Moore on golf and make him more upset than he Ooh, already is. I watched is. Beverly Hills Cup 3 last night. <laughs> you feel good about that? Feel good about what you just did? Oh, man. It's going to be a fun summer. I'm just going to let you sit on that. You, you, the one thing that you said when I told you not to bring up Beverly Hills Cop for no reason a couple of days ago was I brought up one and two. At least I didn't bring up three. And now you're bringing up three for no reason when it I'm trying to throw on, a break. And it just it was it reminded me how like for those that like, like oh Beverly my Hills god, Trevor, I don't want you to actually talk about this. Oh, okay. We're gonna go to break. I'm trying. I'm trying to throw the show to break. When we come back, Trevor will talk about Beverly Hills Cop three. And why he th- what he thinks about it and why he was watching it last night. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, if you can believe it, here on 1450 The Big X. Somehow the wire. 
what I'm talking about. Makes this the theme song for next year's global basketball season. We got a new attitude, baby. New shoes, new everything. Because this should be like the wrench you come back to this every opening day. DJ Wagner, you want to come play for this program? This is what we're running out to when games start. You like this? You like what you hear? Come play for Kenny Payne. Let's do this. Let's get excited. <laughs> it is the uh, the last segment of hour number one here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Thursday edition. Kicking off the... This is the, the time of the year where we get into sports that are... I don't even want to say obscure, but like you start focusing on you know, NHL playoffs. I'm going to become the biggest Avalanche fan in the world here in a few weeks. <laughs> Love the Lanche, but I'm, I will fully admit during college basketball season slash college football season, because hockey starts in like October, I'm kind of a casual fan. I'm just kind of paying attention on the periphery. I'll catch a game if it's on, but I'm not going to be like I am during the playoffs, which is locked in. You've got... Who, who, who has the best record in hockey right now, by the way? The Lanch are playing the best. I don't think they have the best overall record because they had a bunch of injuries at the beginning of the year. Um, but I couldn't tell you. Is it Vegas? That's my guess. Golden Knight. Mm. Now I'm going to look it up. We I'm, did this I'm really looking it up. We did this yesterday with the the Panthers have the best record in the Atlant- in the Eastern Conference's Atlantic should, Division. You should have stuck your ah, right it, it is the Lanch. Yeah. I mean, I know they've been red hot, but I didn't realize they had the best overall record. They're going to win the Cup. It's been it's been too long, ninety six oh two. It's coming back home, twenty twenty two. We're doing this thing, but I like the summer thing. That, you know, every now and then you'll get an Olympics or you'll get World Cup, which now unfortunately for us is not going to be during the summer, which would help to pass the time, but it's not. But we have you know the golf majors, the tennis grand slams, um, obviously derbies coming up next week. This is when you get kind of those those third tier, second tier sports that you maybe don't live and die with like we do U of L football and, and basketball and, and even baseball now that we'll get deeper into the season, but you enjoy and they're fun to talk about. And I'm excited to get into this portion of the season. Uh, Trevor, now you were going to talk about Beverly Hills cop three for some reason. I teased it. So you're going to have to do it. (laughs) I'm going to make you do it now. Now that that, it was so important. You had to bring it up while we were throwing it to break. You actually teased something. We actually go through with it. We're doing it. Yeah. Tell me about Beverly Hills cop three, which you, do, like derided on the show earlier this week, but then felt the need to watch last night. Well, it just happened to come on right after I, after, after I watched AEW. I was from the channels, and I caught the very end of Better Hills Cop 2 again on Stars. And, of course. I mean, because there was nothing really much else on, so I watched the end of it again. And By the way, the, the crime in Better Hills Cop 2 is like, the cops aren't really that bright. I feel like it shouldn't have been that hard of a crime to crack. But anyway, Better Hills Cop 3 comes on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's I don't know it's just, it, it, it's kind of like how they did with with Bruce Willis and Die Hard where like you know in the first Die Hard he's you know he's just a regular cop and he's you know he does some cool stuff he's a he's a badass dude but you know by the third one he's like you know he's a superhero they've got him like blowing up you know like helicopters with cop cars and stuff the it's Michael like, Scott movie review exactly it's the same thing with Axel Foley I feel like you know where like by the third one he's in the first one, he's cool. You know, he's he's a Detroit cop. He's he's not all, he wasn't always a cop. He's streetwise, and he's got the cool laugh. And he goes to Beverly Hills and to do things by the book. And he's a fish out of water. And, you know, and by, by the third one though, like he goes back, and of course, all that's still true. But like now, he's not just a cool cop. He's like jumping around like amusement park rides and saving kids from falling off Ferris wheels. And I don't know. It just seems a little little, little too too campy and over the top. There it is. <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop, the trilogy. Are there only three? There are only three, yeah. The trilogy summed up by Trevor Kelsey right there. By the way, Tiger just rolled in a monster birdie putt on 16. 
to get back to one another. It's like you watch Beverly Hills Cop one. It's like watching Elijah one in nineteen ninety four play basketball. But then you watch Beverly Hills Cop three, and it's like watching Elijah one with the Raptors. Okay, <laughs> I I've admitted this. I've never seen any of the Beverly Hills Cops movies. But you've seen Akeem Olajuwon play. I have seen Akeem Olajuwon play. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's been a while, but I, I had seen him back in the day. Um, I, I brought up Director's Cup, and I kind of crapped on Kentucky yesterday for their you know their rifle team. We talked about the the girl yeah. who's in the transfer portal for rifling, and <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right <laughs> terminology. But she had said like, for reasons I'll never know, it's in my best interest to transfer. And we talked about that a little bit. Um, I think the Director's Cup and stuff is is the Sears Cup, whatever you want to call it, is always a little bit misleading. And I've said that whether Louisville's done well or done poorly. But we should bring up, because UofL has, has emphasized it today, in the latest Learfield Directors Cup standings, Louisville number 20 overall. Nice. One of five ACC schools ranked in the top 20. We recently scored major points for women's basketball, which we finished third in in the country. Women's swimming and diving. How did this opportunity finish third and fourth? We were number one seed in the Final Four. UConn was a two. UConn was a two. I would guess. It's just me guessing. They used to have a third-place game in the men's. They got rid of it. For a long time, they did. Uh, Women's swimming and diving finished sixth in the entire country at the the NCAA championships. The men's team finished 12th. Women's indoor track and field, 40th in the country. Men's indoor track and field, 60th in the country. And then overall department, 20th in the country. Killing it. Doing well. Do you think we should bring back a men's third-place game? No. Silly. I don't have something to watch. I think it's silly that the World Cup still does it. They still have a third place game. Yeah, they do. The teams don't want to be there. Nobody wants to play. That's true. Get them out of there. Although, I, I mean, what was the point of having? Like, why don't you have a <laughs> I mean, like a sixty seventh place game after the, the the worst two teams that lose their first game? Make them play for. Let's let's do this whole thing out one to sixty eight. Everybody has to have a spot. That's the way it works. Double elimination, basically. Well, it'd be like it'd be more. I think complex than that if you were trying to get everybody in a specific spot because you're going to have 32 first-round losers. You mount, I mean, the, the amount of basketball we'll have to watch, though? And the amount of meaningless games that you would have to play to be, like, number 33 I don't in the know. Tournament. I mean, I don't, I don't know how meaningless. Do you really want to be the school that's officially ranked 68th? I wouldn't care. I think they might care. Texture says, Jesus, Trevor giving film reviews is amazing. <laughs> well, and then the texter right after that says, Trevor is so high, OMG. <laughs> As he coughs uncontrollably off mic. Actually, no. That's the problem. <laughs> Maybe that is the problem. Uh, Texas, this intro song is still better than Coach K's beginning of the season press conference and Duke's Final Four song. I'll never get over that video of the preseason press conference that Coach K did at Cameron Indoor after he had just announced that he was going to retire. And you know which video I'm talking about, right? I posted it like 15 times on Saturday. I don't think I've seen it. Oh my God! I have to show it to you during break. So he comes out there, like this is a this is a official press conference. This is a Big J journalism press conference. He's announcing his retirement. He's getting ready for the last season of his of his coaching career, and he walks out. and They play that dumbass uh, Cascada every time we touch song, which has become the theme for Duke basketball in recent years. Uh, pro- I probably it's the upbeat it, yeah. like techno and every time we touch I get this feeling <laughs> you know the song <laughs> now if I knew it I still wouldn't admit it to it just so you can how do you not know this 
It was on radio like forever. Well, this is the early 2000s. You were off the grid. Yeah, there you go. But so anyways, it, it, it builds slowly. <laughs> I don't even know if I knew. I still just want to keep having you do that. <laughs> when the team comes out, they do like a slow clap, and then like the the beat drops, and like they go nuts, and they try to treat it like a rave. Of course, it's the lamest rave of all time because it's Duke students who, yeah. you know, haven't touched a drop of alcohol or a person of the other sex in their entire life trying to dance and have fun. But so they they play the song, the slow part when Coach K walks out. And again, I can't emphasize this enough. This is a a bunch of sober versions trying to dance. (laughs) This is a professional press conference. He's going to be asked real questions by actual journalists. So they play the song and these like two older women who I assume are Duke employees stand up and start doing the clap thing, like the slow clap. And then like more people do it. And Coach K gets up there, and like, the, and he kind of does like this little like little dance to it. It's the most awkward, embarrassing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And so, throughout Saturday, I kept being like, "Wild scene here at New Orleans as Coach K gets ready for his last game." And I would post that video, and then it was like somber scene here in the post game press conference as Coach K uh, reacts to losing to North Carolina. I just kept doing it because the video is hilarious. But that's the whole thing. Texas Trevor's forty. That's how he doesn't know that song. When that song came out, he was like twenty eight. <laughs> Again, maybe I've heard it. I just don't recognize your version of it. Well, that's understandable. I mean. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that song came out in 2006. Oh, yeah, that was was when I was down. So you literally were. You were were like 28, 29. Uh, It was 26, yeah. Oh, yeah, mid-20s. Yeah. You couldn't miss that song. Yeah. Um, But that was... It's an embarrassing video, but it's hilarious, and it's fully representative of the Duke fan base. Uh, Texas says, Mike, do you feel better about Coach K coming back uh, today? I don't know why. I don't think anything's changed. But <laughs> Did he announce something I missed? The Nolan Smith news became official. I saw it was on ESPN as breaking news, even though everybody has been talking about it for like four days now. But well, an official to ESPN broke it, though. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Nothing happens until we actually report it. Um the Coach K stuff is, is hilarious because people are treating it like it's a real news story, that he's mulling a, a comeback or something, and there's no real evidence that he is. It's just everybody speculating that this dude's such an egomaniac that he can't possibly go out this way, which... But that was something we've been jokingly said since, like, the day he announced this was his last season. Exactly. I mean, it's not like it's anything new. The fact that people haven't caught on to this... Yeah, the, the man loves him. Coach K loves himself some Coach K. And you know how we know that? Because he launched a whole-ass year tour about himself. Roy Williams didn't do that. Roy Williams announced like after the season was over. I am done, by the way. Giving it to Hubert Davis. He's going to go try to win a national title. Meanwhile, Coach K was like, I don't want to put undue pressure on the kids. I don't want... I don't, it's unfair that the kids are getting all this attention from me. I'm like, you held a world tour promoting yourself pretty much. You made this all about no you. No other coach, legendary college basketball coach has ever done that. Dean Smith's retired in, in, in between seasons. Can I tell you the only one that I... John Wooden announced right before the championship game. That's right, in 75. Yeah. I've told that story before where... It was because he claimed it was because some UCLA fan gave him grief after they beat Louisville in the Final Four game, where he was like, I bet you feel like you owe that to us after last year. And he was like, if that's the standard, then I'm done. This is not fun anymore. <laughs> the only one that I can remember is, and he's, this is not nearly the level of Coach K or uh, John Wooden or anything like that, but Judd Heathcote when he was at Michigan State. And the only reason I remember that is because it was the first time I'd ever 
seen the old gag of the you get the rocking chair mm-hmm. when he goes to like I think he went to Assembly Hall for the last time to play Indiana and they gave him a rocking chair and Bob Knight was like joking with him like that was the only coach that I remember kind of doing a full on this is my last season type tour but you're right like m- for the most part it's been guys who either announce in the middle of the year that like hey this is going to be my last rodeo I'm retiring at the end of the season or just do it during the off during season. the off season yeah I-, I can't think of another one are we missing somebody I mean that's what I can text line help us out I mean unless there's like uh I mean, what was I was coach long time basketball coach? Maybe he did uh, Doctor Fo- uh, Tom Floyd, or was it the coach at Iowa for for decades? Maybe he did it, and I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember the Missouri coach Norm Stewart do it. I think he left in the off season. So I just Twitter searched. Um, I, I to try and find another person. I, I searched will retire at the end of the season. College, hoping that this would put up a headline like saying like one of the best college college yeah. basketball coaches. Of- and the very first result, <laughs> it could not be more perfect. Randy Edsall, UConn head coach, announces he will retire <laughs> at the end. And he ended up not even making it through the end of the season because they were so bad. Because uh, they lost their first six games by a combined, like, 756 points to three. Yeah, I mean, we should have never been hired in the first place back, but yeah. <laughs> Randy Edsall. Uh, yeah, and then the next next result is Tom Brady will retire after the playoffs, says Seth Wickersham. So if you have, uh, if, if we're just missing somebody, let us know on the Thornton Sacks line. 502-414-1450. Uh, text says, great comparison between uh, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> What's the last one comparison that he Apparently. Uh, text says, didn't we somehow not even come close to winning the Director's Cup in 2013? I don't, I couldn't tell you. I don't remember, which that should go to show you. You know, we won the Sugar Bowl. We won the men's national title. We finished runner-up in the women's NCAA yeah. basketball tournament, and we went to the College World Series, and we weren't in. Like, I, I know we weren't in the top twenty of the, those rankings because we've never finished in the top twenty. So that should just go to say. Uh, Texas, what about Kobe? Kobe did a farewell tour. Kobe also loved himself some Kobe. He did. I was at I was at the last Kobe game against the Pacers. Oh, I, was, I thought you, for a second there. I thought you were just you were at the last Kobe game, and I was like, no. Jesus, Trevor. <laughs> How do you play against the Pacers in the last? Uh, Pacers won the game. Kobe, as usual, missed the uh, three pointer at the buzzer. It would have tied it. Typical Kobe fashion, Unnes- Miss, missing a clutch shot, unnecessary shot at Kobe right there. That's... Oh, people! People got mad at me because I was booing him during the game. I'm fine with doing that during the game. People, I mean, well, I mean, because and people around me are like, well, he's his last game here. I'm like, I don't care. I remember 2000. Okay. Summer sure. Kobe. <laughs> I mean, I, wasn't, I was not a big Kobe fan either. Yeah. Texas, apparently a new Beavis and Butthead movie is in the works for 2022. Eh, I think I we both know. had heard of that, right? I don't know if I'm up for that. He said, I didn't watch the show much at all, but I was surprised at how funny the movie was, and surprisingly it holds up well over time. If I had to make a bet my life, Scooter, my life Scooter Dingus type wager – I would guess a high culture connoisseur, Trevor, who is a and b fan, possibly Mike, who's also a cinematic badass. I don't know what that bet was. I don't, I'm not following the text at all. Well, I, I, yeah, what was the was the bet that I have seen it and you haven't or something? I, I mean, think he's... I don't know. I, I have seen Beavis and Butthead do America. It's a very funny movie. Oh, he's no, he's guessing that you're a, a Beavis and Butthead fan. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. that I'm possibly a Beavis and Butthead fan. You, you, you're a fan, aren't you? I guess I was a fan. It was a little bit like before my time. Like it was right in your wheelhouse with you. Oh, being yeah. Like, I, used to, I used to get up and I remember when Beavis and Butthead was on Liquid TV before I'd go to uh, middle school. Yeah, yeah. Like that was right in Trevor's wheel. And also, like you strike me as a Beavis and Butthead guy. I think still do. I like it more as an adult than I did like when it was actually on and popular. Like I didn't think it was that funny when I was a kid. 
But you didn't even you didn't even find you didn't like Ren and Stimpy though either. Did I did you? not like Ren and Stimpy. Apples, man, loved Ren and Stimpy. I didn't hate it. Like I, I loved like the log bit, but like just like loud comedy, like ah, like screaming, like this is like just it never did it for me, even at a young age. Did you watch? Uh, Are you afraid of the dark? Of course. Okay. What was the best one? Oh, I don't know. That's the time. The I mean. pinball machine one messed me up. Because <laughs> usually, like more times than not, they would come to a conclusion that was like. It somehow gave hope to the main character. Like even if it wasn't like a happy ending, it, it wasn't like they're doomed for eternity. Yeah. The pinball machine, the dude conquers the game and he starts all over. He's playing. He's in the pinball machine for the rest of his life. He's he's Sisyphus. Do you do you remember us talking about Sisyphus on the show? That's the that's the that's the class you took in law school, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy who had to push the boulder up uh, the hill over and over and over again for eternity as his punishment in Greek mythology. No wonder he has an, no wonder he has a STD named after him. Yeah, that's right. That's the uh, <laughs> that was the kid in that. Are you afraid of the dark? That and the uh, I'm cold girl one was terrifying. You remember the episodes a lot better than I do. I'm cold. I can't do the voice again. My voice is I can't get that high. But it was it was terrible. It was awful. <laughs> you contribute. You contribute. When's the last time you watched Are You Afraid of the Dark? I mean, twenty years, at least. Good lord, God, longer than that. I'm old. Twenty five years. And I can't remember the, the Joshua Jackson's right name in in in, in uh, Dawson's Creek. And you're remembering specific episodes from Are You Afraid of the Dark? All right, real quick. People have the these real or fake golf names they want to quiz you on. Okay. Pacey is not one of them. I already know, so don't even try. Bingham, Jeffrey, Brom, Delhomme. Oh, that's fake. Dickie Pride. Ooh. Oh, he stumped a little bit. That's, the first one was fake, right? <laughs> yeah, of course it was okay. fake. <laughs> There's that. Well, a- don't give me the of course because well, I threw of course out dead names ago. If there was a Brom Delhomme <laughs> golfer, I think you would you'd know it. you'd be aware Jimmy of Delo- it. Delhomme. Uh, what was it? Dickie Pride. Dickie Pride. I'm going to say fake. Dickie Price is, is, is a golfer. I swear. swear uh, Cornelius Buttknuckle. <laughs> to be actually more specific, the texture says Cornelius Buttknuckle the third. That's fake, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, Tolmage McGulliger. <laughs> that's fake. I'm assuming, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I, if that is, I've never heard of him. Uh, well done, everybody. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this Duke stuff. Um, you know, we'll, we'll take your text. We'll talk. I, I'll give you all I can on this recruiting front. There are some actual names in the transfer portal that Louisville has reached out to that we can talk about. The Duke rumors are the Duke rumors. Uh, we can discuss them if you want. Also, the Tom Jurich rumors. We can get to that if you want to, which I'm sure, hey, you mentioned the name. Text line's going to blow up, but we'll do it. It's all coming up here in hour number two of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 The Big X. He is not a guy. Listening on national TV, that mullet blowing in the wind, that mustache, 
looking like he's 13 years old, but also blowing in the wind. He's killing it. He's looking glorious. That's your Masters update. To start hour number two here of the Mike Rutherford Show on April 7th, this Trevor continues to pretend that golf doesn't exist and be angry about it. Do pictures of girls with mullets and mustaches? Well, he's kind of what he looks like. He's leading the Masters, though, by two shots. Killing it. And he's got a putt here for, I believe, birdie? Get to seven under Cam. Oh, oh what a choker. I got to hit that. You could not have hit that. I could hit that. You could not I have hit that. that. that you, you would not have. Damn, that we was We had both got Hell of a round. Oh, that was Tommy Fleetwood. It wasn't even, it wasn't even Cameron Smith. <laughs> How the, many people have mullets and mustaches in this sport? Tommy Fleetwood has awesome hair. He's glorious. That is, yeah. He's killer. Uh, I can't even tell who your own golfer is. Well, they showed Cam Smith right before that. He's he's literally on the same hole. Should they have like jersey numbers and like? No, that was him just crouching down. And then when they showed the shot of the guy getting ready to putt, I just assumed it was the same person, but it wasn't. Um, this is going to take some getting used to, and maybe more so for me than you as a American League fan, your beloved Blue Jays. Trevor's rocking the Blue Jays T-shirt today, right, baby. even though they don't kick off their season until tomorrow. But it is it's opening day. It is opening day slash opening night. But looking at the Reds' starting lineup for tonight's game against the Braves, ESPN 2, 8.30. Technically, the first game's already started up, didn't it? They have. Yeah. But looking at the, the lineup, which, by the way, we're starting your boy, Brandon Drury, former Blue Jay at third base tonight. Are you? Good job. It's going to take me a while to get used to the designated hitter in the National League. <laughs> are, you, are you the... Are you the old man? Oh, yes. not the age. Yes, ah, boo, I am. Boo, I am. Boo. If you play a position in the field, you should hit. Boo, DH. That's the way it should be. I'm I'm like uh, Crash Davis from Bull Durham. <laughs> I think the designated hitter should have been outlawed. They made the wrong choice. I'd agree with the AstroTurf part. Well, yeah, AstroTurf doesn't really exist anymore. <laughs> but it was bad. But I'm. I don't like it. Maybe I just need to get used to it. I know it's more offense. I do like that now we have... It was always silly that we have such a stark difference between the two leagues. That's a gigantic difference in the American League and the National League. And so to have some consistency now I think is a good thing, but I wish it was the other way around. (laughs) No, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad the the National League has finally come out of their their caves and like, ooh, look, we've invented fire. come, Come on out to the new world. It's the DH world. It's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful world. Do you really want to watch? Do you really want to watch your pitcher try to go to bat and just throw some ugly four pitch? Work at waste it. of time. It's hey, it's part of the strategy. Got to figure it out. The strategy, part of the game. I will say you're going to be happy about this because I mean, if anything, this can help you keeping Votto because now he can move to DH. Yeah, I'd rather see him go to a team that's actually good and trying. But well, that's that's us. Yeah, you know. I'll take this rule change though. If in exchange we get which is what we do now have, the elimination of that dumbass uh, guy starting on second base in extra innings. Every time the Reds went to the extra innings last year, which happened, like, they played like 25 extra inning games. I, I'd forgotten about it. And then they, you go out there, you're like, all right, let's, let's go. And then, boom, somebody's standing on second base. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this sucks. It, just cha- like, it was just terrible. It was, it was manufactured. What was the point? It was, of it was just the speed thing. Speed game's up. I mean, Shortened season. Try to get this thing over as quickly as possible. Dumb. Whatever. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm the DH rule. I'm I'm pro DH. Uh, so I mean, I'm happy to see it go to the National League. I always turn DH automatic DH on anyway. Anytime I play 20, uh, any, a, a major league baseball game on on the video game system, so it was inevitable to happen because you know they always leads the path that I to take them on. 
But just the uh, runner on second rule was just Awful. stupidest thing they've ever Awful. done. I mean, they've done some dumb rules in Major League Baseball or in sports in general. That might have been the worst. Uh, Texas says, I hate the DH. All caps. I hate the DH. I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, are you ready for <laughs> another cool. quick installment of the Mike Rutherford Show's new favorite game? <laughs> is this person an actual professional golfer? Oh, man. I'm not. What is my record on this, by the way, right now? Oh, and 11, I think. No, I've gotten one right. I got the, the butt knuckle guy right. Oh, yeah. You did know that Thomas <laughs> Buttknuckle, the fourth, was actually not a, a golfer. And the guy with four names also, I think it was Leopold <laughs> Delome Brom or whatever it was. The sad part is, is, is I should have had a tougher time with butt knuckle than I did. <laughs> really, you I did think about it. I had to. Okay. You do you do you, you set me up good with that one because you gave me like Cantlay and and um all the other ones. All right. This person has sent in a, a few. So here you are you ready? Yeah. Daniel Berger. I think that's a golfer. That is a golfer. Look at that. B E R though. B E R not B U R. B Arthur? No, B Arthur's dead. No, B E R G E R is how he spells his last name. Not like Burger, actual burger. Oh, okay. They <laughs> say P. Arthur. P. Arthur dead. Yeah, you're correct. P. Arthur is not a golfer. We established that. We're, we're good. Are uh, you point to that? Yes. One for one. Right. Anders Lee. Anders Lee. I'm going to say not a golfer. Not a golfer. New York Islanders hockey player. Ah, okay. Eric Van Ruyen. Oh, see, there's a call back to the old game we used to play with uh, DJ Yates was a golfer or a, so- a soccer player or hockey player. Okay, well, let's continue. Okay. Eric Van Ruyen. Oh, that's... I'm going to say... I'm going to say real. Golfer. You're correct. Three for yeah! Three. He's from South Africa. Of course he is. Drew Brenowitz. <laughs> It sounds like it's just a bad 80s like snobby kid villain. Uh, I'm, the last name again? Drew Brenowitz. Can you use it in a sentence? Drew Brenowitz is the name that I'm trying to get you to say whether or not he's an actual golfer or not. I'm going to say not a golfer. He's a senior linebacker for your University of Louisville football team. <laughs> Austin Matthews. Wait, but you didn't answer the question, so he's not a golfer, he's right? He's not. Okay. Austin Matthews, but Austin spelled A-U-S-T-O-N. That's that's a big part of this. Because it, it obviously matters to my decision-making normally. should. Um, I'm going to say not a golfer. Not a golfer. Toronto Maple Leaf player. You're five for five. There's two left. Toronto Maple Leaf. There's, five, there's two left from this, this texter. Hideki Hideki Matsuyama. Oh, that's the baseball player. Is that your final answer? Maybe. It's not a yeah, not a golfer. Hideki Matsui, I think, is who you're thinking of. Oh, Hideki Matsuyama is a professional golfer. Are you sure he doesn't play for the the Mariners? Positive. Last one. Does he have a brother that plays for the Mariners? That was your first miss. Louis Wustazen. Louis. <laughs> what? Louis Oosthuizen. No, that's a golfer. That is a golfer. That's a golfer. You're correct. Always very famous for leading in the first round of, of major events and never winning them. Obviously. That's what he's known How for. How do you think I know who he is? Hit a hole in one on a par four at the Masters a few years ago. It was incredible. Duh. Yeah. 
was coming back from the Bahamas, very hungover after a three-person bachelor party, uh, bachelor party for three of our friends. It was as well on top of the New Orleans uh, Final Four. Oh and yeah, yeah, I remember the, the, the day well. I was, it was the a, one thing that I see at the airport is Louis Houston hit a hole in one on a par four. I mean, it was it was it was it was Houston's hole in one is what got me out of a, a, a bad part of my life. <laughs> Another texture. David loved the fourth. Oh, that's oh no! Wait a minute, hold on. The fourth. Because wasn't there a David Love that's like the third that was a golfer? He's clearing the throat before um, he answers. He's thinking about it. I think they're trying to trick me on this one. They're, they're, they're getting crafty now. They are. They're, they're realizing how smart I'm getting. This is like Wordle. Like, I was knocking Wordle out of the park. I was like, boom, 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 word, word, word. Those, like, first three days. And then, <laughs> and then you missed, like, four in a row. First of all, the streak was up in the 20s. Was it? Martellic, yeah. I, I just remember the first week when you famously declared <laughs> that this was too easy and only dumb people couldn't get it, and you missed like three in a row. That was like monthly. I've been on the world of run, but then I missed. Yeah, I had a rough weekend, but I got it last night. I haven't done the days yet. Is David Love the fourth a real golfer? Yeah, you realized I was trying to hesitate. Oh, yeah. Um I'm going to say no because it's the third as a golfer. His son is not yet a professional golfer. I'll give you 50% because not only was it not the fourth, it's Davis Love the third, <laughs> not David Love. Uh, golfer or not from another texture, Seamus Power. <laughs> I'm going to say not a golfer. That's a golfer. He's, really? Ir- he's Irish and he's glorious. <laughs> he's having a hell of a year. So he's an Irish golfer named Seamus. Seamus Power. I swear I feel like, is Vincent Man naming golfers over here? There was a Seamus in wrestling. I do remember that. He is still in wrestling. I'll show you a picture of Seamus The Power. Irish dude. Seamus Power rules. Um, he won a tournament earlier this year. If he looks like Seamus the wrestler, then, then yes, he is awesome. Does not look like Seamus the wrestler. That would, that's a disappointment. Looks like a pretty average white uh, Irish guy. That's just a cool name, Seamus Power. <laughs> Average-looking guy. Um, Texas says they kept the stupid inning uh, runner on second bases in extra innings, unfortunately. I thought they got rid of it. No, they Am got I rid wrong? Of it. Yeah. No, they got rid of it. They, uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty sure. And they did some alter- – they also altered some rules like with AAA as well. And, and- I knew that. Because um, I was, as I was listening to the broadcast of the Louisville Bats on the Big X 1450 and 96-1 yesterday – they were talking about the, the which I kind of get. I don't know. They didn't go into detail the the differences in rules that are being implemented now in AAA opposed to majors. But the fact that there are rules that are supposedly going to be different for some AAA pitchers that are that are not going to be using the majors is kind of. I mean, that's weird, right? I mean, hold on. If you're gonna if you're gonna we're make, wrong, we're wrong about this. Texas right. Texas, huh? The ghost runner rules back. No. Yes. Ah. The season hasn't even started yet. How's it back already? Now I'm glad the Reds are going to suck. <laughs> the season's going to be terrible. Why? I thought they got rid of it. Apparently, the once again, the owners get their way. Players didn't want it. Fans didn't want it. Owners wanted it. Here we go. Extra innings. Guy on second's coming back. That honestly ruined my day. What an awful rule. Maybe Cam Smith will help cheer you up. Real golfer or not, Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Spends a lot of time on the beach more than David Hasselhoff, I hear. I'm going to say not a golfer. Not a golfer. Tony Finau. T- what? Tony Finau. Where he be now. Tony Finau. <laughs> where he be now. Where could he be now? Uh, where he be now? 
I'm going to say is a golfer. He is a golfer. Yes. Never won a tournament. Always in contention. Did Cameron <laughs> Smith double 18? Ugh. He did. He was six under. So he double bogeyed one and 18. Bookend double bogeys. Is that Cameron Smith? No, he finished his round. He was the guy we saw miss the putt on 18 a second ago. No, it wasn't. That was the. That was, I know, but he missed again. That was Tommy. Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, he's a golfer. Man, he is a golfer. Professional. Oh, it does, I know Dustin Johnson. I, I, you should know Dustin Johnson. He won an award. He won. He won. He won. He won a, a, a golf tournament a couple years ago. He's won a lot of golf tournaments. We won. He won a big one a couple years ago. Also famous for a drug problem and being married to Pauline Greski. And he's a golfer. How, do you not know who Pauline Greski is? Wayne uh, Gretzky's wife? Daughter. Even better. Very attractive. Very famous. Is that, is that the one Matt Carell tried to beat up? <laughs> no, that was his, that was Wayne Gretzky's son. <laughs> Didn't try to beat him up. Beat him up in front of a lot of people at a basketball game. Is Wayne Gretzky's daughter hot? Yeah. Is she okay? How do you I, I, Again, like this is something that I thought I his you wife would, is hot. I thought you would know this about golf or sort of like an offshoot of golf. But no, I, 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 t- I told you I followed little, very little about golf. Uh, Texas says Phoenix actually won two tournaments. I meant uh, no majors. No, yeah. Uh, Texas Get says, right. "Come on, I know. I, I like Tony. We actually picked him in the Masters a few years ago when he was leading, and then he kind of crapped the bed." Me on too. Sunday. Shut up, Trevor. <laughs> I, I I can't get over this rule on second is saying this is runner on second next turning rule is saying is King Girl going to show up at the Masters? <laughs> Texas says Sean O'Malley, golfer, not Trevor. No, Sean O'Malley's not a golfer. Sean O'Malley is a UFC fighter. Apparently. Yes, yeah, apparently. Yeah, I knew that one. Texas, I feel like there's some. Got to be sneaky. I feel like there's some Duke Brotherhood rule to where they won't steal recruits from each other, as far as the Nolan Smith stuff is concerned. I don't know. I mean... Do you think that... It's a, it's a fair question, though. Do you think that Nolan Smith would have any reservations about uh, taking a player away from John Shire, a person who was in his wedding, who he's coached alongside of for a long time? They're boys. They won a national title together. I can't always bring up in his wedding. And stuff, like... Well, Nolan Smith always brings it up. Okay. Just goes to show how close they were. I didn't know that... There or was, are. I didn't know there was like a level of like... Okay. That, that I didn't, <laughs> Can we finish this, the question? <laughs> Do you think there's any sort of reservation that Nolan Smith would have about taking a player or players away from John Shire, a good friend, when he knows Shire really needs to get off on the right foot as a head coach? I hope not. Well, obviously we hope not, but do you think this comes into play at all? No, it shouldn't. No, this is a cutthroat business, Nolan. I think you've got to say... If the rumors are true that we're paying him, you know, Jeff Goodman used the, the, the verbiage of Louisville broke the bank to get Nolan Smith. There's talk that whatever we're paying him is over a million dollars per year to be the associate head coach. You can't, like, at that point, you got to earn that buck, right? Yeah. You got to earn that money. We, we're bringing you here primarily to be the young guy on staff. We've got, we're, we're going to have Milt Wagner, it sounds like. I know that that hasn't been as widely reported as Nolan Smith, but it sounds like that, whenever things become official, is going to be official as well. You've got Kenny Payne. Those are two guys. Payne's 55, Milt's 59. You need the young guy on staff, and we don't. We still don't know who the third assistant's going to be. Um, if you're going to text, and the only two names that I continue to hear 
as candidates, realistic candidates, are, are Jarence Howard and um, Ashley Howard, the no relation, uh, the former LaSalle coach who was recently fired. Villanova assistant. Villanova assistant, then LaSalle head coach who just lost his job. If you're going to have, if that's going to be the layout of the staff, Nolan's got to be the cool younger guy who connects to the kids and can bring in top tier recruits. And if you're getting paid seven figures to do that, loyalties to to friends has to be out the window. And you have to say, this is a business. I hope we can still be friends. This is nothing personal. I assume you would do the exact same thing if you were in my position. Sorry. Yank. That kid's coming to Louisville. Right? Yeah, if we were paying him seven dollars, that better have been the attitude. <laughs> I don't care if he's sitting seven figures or seven bucks. Uh, yeah, yeah. This isn't. Listen, if, if it's if you're if that's if that's the case, then stay at Duke. No, the, the only way, the only, the only, the only logical explanation to for him not wanting to pull this, bring this kid with him, is if he wasn't coming here himself, and he'd be Nolan Smith. Yeah, you have to know what you're getting. I mean, if you want to be. I mean, this isn't even a discussion. I, I'm with you. Like, I guess it's different because Duke does this brotherhood crap. You know, we can't have a head coach who is outside the brotherhood, which I'm very curious to see what happens if John Shire is a complete flop and Duke somehow becomes desperate to maintain its relevancy because there is more of a question, fairly or not, and it's going to be answered soon. And I know Duke had had success before Mike Krzyzewski got there, but not anywhere near the level that Coach K brought it to, even before he was winning national titles. So there is a question out there of, is Duke a blue blood program, or were they just a blue blood program when Coach K was there? And if Shire is just downright bad, to the point where like they're flirting with missing the tournament next year, and recruiting tapers off moving forward, and kids just don't want to play for this guy, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and it's just a total dumpster fire, talk to me three years down the line. Talk to me then and see if you're going to keep it, if it has to be a guy who was an assistant coach here and who also played here. Or if maybe you want to go out there and get, I don't know, Chris Beard if he's won a national title at Texas or whoever the big name is. If Jay Wright says, I wouldn't leave Villanova for for any other job in the country besides Duke. If you're going to say, no, 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 no. You didn't play here. You didn't coach here. We have to go with Tommy Amaker now. We're bringing in Chris Collins. (laughs) Flopped at Northwestern. We're bringing back one of the capels. Where's Wojo? Jeff. Where's Wojo at? Sitting on his ass. <laughs> We're bringing him back. We're making that happen. Now, can we bring back one of the capels? Because remember, one went to North Carolina and the other went to, to Duke. You bring him back, Jeff. It's like the Koreas. Well, you bring him back the good Koreas. North Carolina, Jason, I think. Jason was yeah, and then he went to Oklahoma for coaching. Okay. Jeff is the is the Duke guy who is about to get fired at, at Pitt. Maybe he'll get back on Shire staff. <laughs> But that like that whole notion of this is the way we do things. I wonder if it just gets blown into smithereens if Shire is an absolute catastrophe and there's nobody out there who's a far more attractive no-brainer option who exists within the brotherhood outside of Shire. I I, I think the Duke situation is really interesting. And I've been thinking of it for years. Like, where do they go from here? What if they just stop being Duke? Like how much of their brand for the last 20 years has been about them and how much has it been? Coach K had, you know what the video game was that Coach K had his name on? It wasn't Coach K and the Duke Blue Devils college basketball. It was Coach K college basketball. It was about him. It wasn't about Duke. And that's been the case more times Best than not for the last 20 years. Made, oh, it was a fantastic game. Love the game. I'm about to take a Genesis because of that game. 
I still I say it. I know he listens to the show sometimes. I hope he's listening right now. My favorite part of the game was that Matt Simons was starting over yep. Samaki Walker. <laughs> I was like, 50? He's bald? Big white dude? Like, we're not. I was like, okay. I was like, and I hope he's not listening now. But first move I would make, I'm like, you're out. Get in there, Samaki. He was he was rated pretty decently on the game. Though. He was. Hey, love Matt Simons. Uh, Texture says, ha, thanks for being a good sport, Mike. That saved the birthday of the Mickey boys. Oh, no problem, Joe. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! Oh. I've never played or watched a single game of golf or baseball, but I'm still enjoying the show today. Thank you so much for not taking life too seriously. Good work, fellas. Wow, you never played baseball? That's something that you're never going to get on the show, is the, the Mike Rutherford show with Trevor Kelsey taking itself too seriously. <laughs> Don't think it's ever going to happen. We haven't been accused of it so far. Probably Don't think it's really pretty happen. convinced that's not going to change moving forward. <laughs> Texas that I believed that I'd heard that Eddie wanted less comedy in Beverly Hills Cop 3 because he wanted to be viewed as a more serious actor. <laughs> he did seem to, I feel like he did go try too hard to throw in the F-bombs in, in the third one. Like, because the rest of the, 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 the rest of the movie and the script was just like more cartoony. So he felt like he had to like make the language like dirtier. To like make himself feel better. This I've got nothing to add to this. So you're just gonna have to carry this. I've, again, I've never seen any of the Beverly Hills cops, so I've got nothing. You should start with the third one and work your way backwards. Okay. Is there any other series where that would work like that? No. Uh, same time. No, no. That's, that's how you should watch Breaking Bad. Oh, like that American Dad episode? Yeah, it's the best part. Where he's, yeah, who wants a tragic ending? Now we'll watch Breaking Dad where it becomes a. A a a meth meth dealer who turns his life around by curing himself of cancer and becomes a teacher. I can't say the things that I want to say because you haven't seen the show and I don't want to yeah, spoil any of it for you. It, yeah. yeah, Texas. Besides Louisville and Bellarmine, what major school would you like to see feature on a Last Chance You style show? You know, the Showtime. There used to be a series. It was called, I think, like the season, and they famously around here were following Florida State football when we almost made them quit the sport with Lamar Jackson in 2016. Oh, that was fun, yeah. It was great. And watching the episode was great because uh, you know, Jimbo kicked the camera crews off the sidelines in the middle of the game. He's like, you guys got to get out of here. But they also did a series. They did a brief basketball series, and, and the one season that they did was on Gonzaga. And I thought it was like as a – vaguely remember this. It was great. Like, like as a you know basketball junkie, like it was awesome seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff with Mark Few. And this was the year where like they weren't great the one year in recent memory where they had to win the West Coast Conference Tournament to get into the NCAA Tournament, and they did, and they ended up going to the Sweet 16 as like an 11 seed, I think. Um, I think Karnowski was a sophomore. They just they, they weren't great. Um, and then who was the other big man they had who was the um, NBA player's son? Sabonis? Sabonis. Yeah, he was on the team, but he was kind was of – his freshman year. I exactly, yeah. and he just kind of was coming of age at the end of the year. So that was really fun. But a program that I'd love to see, it'd have to have a entertaining head coach – or an interesting head coach. I'll tell you what, right now... You that was 15, because Bonus was like a sophomore, I think, on the, the 16 team that went to the title game. I think you're he? right. Yeah. Well, they went to the title game in 17. So, Six, yeah. So 16 bo- was Carolina-Villanova. 17 was Gonzaga-Carolina. Okay. So, Bonus was a sophomore on that okay. team that, yeah. So, this would have been, yeah, the 16 Because he was season. a sophomore, and they added the freshman, the big kid that went to Portland, uh, Collins, I believe. He was, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. He was the, he, and he became Gonzaga's first one and done. One and done. Yep. Yeah. Right now, I'll tell you who I'd like to see a series like this on, Arkansas. Be fun. Musselman is certainly a, a character who would translate well to TV. 
They've got a rabid fan base that would be fun to follow. They're bringing in the number two recruiting class in the country. They're getting some early love for preseason number one next year. Um, we could play them in Maui when we get when we head down there in November. They'd be a fun series to follow. I'd be into that. Them or Longwood, just because I love Longwood. <laughs> I said it. I did it. I said the Seton Hall. It's Holloway now. I'd watch that yeah. for sure. Did you see, by the way, that um, I, I love that three St. Peter's players entered the transfer portal, and all anybody cares about is that Doug Eddard is one of them. Oh, where's he going? We don't know. He's in the portal. He's got the mustache, but he's like he's easily the third best out of the game. Like the other two players were stars and like way better than Eddard yeah, for but, all the season. But they don't they don't have the mustache and, and mullet. They don't have the mustache and the the crazy hair Not and mullet, the really, yeah. crap talking. How about this? Their uncle isn't a member of the CBS crew. Should Louisville take him just to troll Kentucky? Yes. And make him like the 11th yes. guy on the team? Yeah. I've, I've, no brainer. If he uh, wants to come here and not play, sure. Yes. Bring him. We only play you against UK. That'd be awesome. I think it's fantastic. Texas, man, I got a real bad case of the butt knuckles. Hey, it's your boy Cameron Smith. I'm at him for double bogeying in 18. He looks kind of like a tool. He's Australian. That's When you have that look and you're like, if you're from Alabama – then you're probably a tool. But if you have that look and you're from Australia, I think you're just a fun guy. He's from Australia? Yeah. Cameron Smith? Yeah. Sounds like an Australian name. It is. Sounds like he's from, like, Connecticut. From Australia. Are you sure he's not, like, part of the like, Connecticut crew? Australian. You want to ask me again? Is Australia, like, a <laughs> suburban in, in New Haven? He's from Australia. <laughs> the continent slash country. Uh, Texas, I'm Cold was the spookiest episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. I think you're right. Terrifying. I'm going to oh. go back and watch some of them. They have it. It's on those, uh, one of those streaming services I know because my sister's watching them. Is it on Peacock? <sighs> Man, that might sound right. I not, have Peacock. Not sure. Texas Cop 3 was terrible. Stop talking about it. <laughs> of course it was terrible. It was awful. You said it was, yeah, you're the one who said it was terrible. Just yeah, I'm not denying ago. how horrible it was. Texas says, oh, the person who said sent in Sean O'Malley thought they were really going to get you with that one. You nailed it. No, sorry, Texter. Uh, Scooter Dingus now. Yeah, we can bring your A game to me, baby. <laughs> Scooter Dingus goes, Mike, quote, Dustin Johnson's also known for being married to her. Did, do you not know who Paulina Gretzky is? Trevor, Wayne's wife? <laughs> 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 it's going to break on that note. Uh, when we come back, I, I'm, Does I'm, Wayne know? <laughs> I mentioned a couple of other notable names who are in the transfer portal that I think Louisville could be targeting. Um, one officially Louisville has reached out to. We'll talk about that coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show rolling along here on a Thursday on 1450 and 96.1 Yeah, but is there a theme today, or is he just, once again, TK scrapping stuff together here? No, it's theme. Is it a year? No. These all have sounded from about the same time frame. 
They would be, but they uh, not a, a specific year. No. Okay. I'll keep that. Again. All right, we mentioned, uh, I teased before the break, we were going to talk a little bit of, of transfer news as far as Louisville men's basketball is concerned. few names are out there. Two we know Louisville has reached out to in the last 48 hours or so officially. I think my chair went down. This keeps happening. Do I look lower to you? Yeah. Yeah, I feel lower. You need to get high. <laughs> You're telling me. Um, the first name, and I, th- I think we actually had mentioned him a couple of days ago, Luis Rodriguez from Ole Miss, who... Not eye-popping numbers. Played four seasons at Ole Miss. Six foot six uh, forwards. Got one year of eligibility remaining. He has never averaged more than seven point six points uh, per game. Never averaged more than six and a half rebounds per game. This past season, he averaged six point six points and five point five rebounds. My understanding is he would be brought here as more of a kind of defensive specialist to bring off the bench. Just another nice body to have in the front court. We'll see. I don't think that's a name that's going to get anybody super enthusiastic about uh, next season or change their overall Just perspective. Just you don't, they don't think it'll move the needle. You want to use my phrase. It's okay. You're really welcome to. Are you claiming that phrase is your own now? Yeah, you didn't know that? Move the needle? Yeah. As TK would say. Uh, the other name that Louisville has officially reached out to via uh, Jake Weingarten of Stock Risers, Sam Aomide, who's a big man from Memphis, who I don't think ever actually played in, in a game at Memphis. I know he came there with a lot of upside. I don't know what the full story is there, but he's six foot eleven. His Billing out of high school was explosive athlete, kind of a project, the type of guy that you'd like to have Kenny Payne get his hands on and, and be able to develop. I think that would be the appeal there. But the bigger name, the name that has generated the most chatter today, and we don't have any sort of official word if Louisville has made contact or if they intend to make contact, and you know where I'm going with this, probably. Everybody but Trevor, I would assume. Um, <laughs> well, in this case, you can assume correctly. <laughs> I, I guess you haven't not seen this, but former Louisville commit and most recently Kentucky freshman Bryce Hopkins announced oh. this morning that he is entering the transfer portal. And a lot of people have speculated, hey, he was committed to Louisville before Kentucky got involved and, and took him away at the last second. He had that fantastic game against LSU and then for whatever reason, like just didn't play after that. I know um, Matt Jones kind of went on a little bit of a Twitter rant today. Rant is probably too strong of a word, but he talked about you know there are so many reasons why the fans are kind of frustrated with John Calipari. Most of them have to deal with the way that he's handled the loss to St. Peter's and kind of being, you know, I can't, I, I don't understand why anybody would be unhappy, but there also are smaller things. One of those being, you know, Bryce Hopkins comes in and kind of saves the day for them against LSU in late February. And after that game, Calipari is like, you know, Bryce showed us all something today. He's going to have to play more. He's going to he's going to have to be a part of what we do moving forward. And then the last six games of of the season after that, he doesn't play at all. Like he only appears in three of them. He never plays more than three minutes. And it'd be one thing if Kentucky was rolling at this point in time, but Kentucky didn't look good in any of those games. And that's got to be frustrating for UK fans. I think a lot of people. I've seen both media guys who cover UK. And fans just sort of saying, we think Bryce is going to be like a terrific college player. Like It wouldn't shock anybody if two years from now we look back and we're like, how the hell do we let that kid get away? Uh, he's tearing it up somewhere else. Would you be interested? Because there is that, he may have burned a bridge here. He spurned us at the last second for our arch rival. You can't go back now. But would you be interested in taking Bryce Hopkins and bringing him back into the fold? Yes. Me I'd, too. I'd be interested in giving anyone a really a chance at this moment, to be honest with you. I mean, am I, I mean, is, 
Am I going to give them him a longer leash or a shorter leash in terms of you know my, satisfying him, me wanting him here after I see him? Uh, no, I mean, but I, I want to. I'd give him a yeah, bring him on. I think it'd be different if you had the same staff that had originally gotten him to commit here still being around. Because at that point, you could say, look, they worked hard to get this kid committed to L. They formed this relationship with him. And then right at the 11th hour, he says, thanks, but no thanks. Boom. Yeah. Hand to your face and go see your arch rival. I think it's different now that you have you know, Kenny Payne and, and what will essentially be an entirely different staff that would be bringing him back into the fold. It's... I'll say this. We know via reports that Louisville has reached out to Dante Allen, another Kentucky kid who's in the transfer portal. I would be more excited about Bryce Hopkins than I would be Dante Allen. And I know we saw more of Allen over the last few years. Hopkins, again, played a very limited role for UK as a freshman. But the little bit, like just watching that LSU game, which I think I did watch most of the the second half where he was making such a gigantic impact, he looked like he belonged. Like He looked like he was, for that stretch of time, one of, if not the best players on the floor for either team. And, and that's a you know, two teams in LSU and Kentucky that are always going to be loaded with uh, top-tier talent. He could play here. I mean, he seems to me like a Dre Davis upgrade. Like, he, he has that same build. He's, got, he's about that same size. He emphasizes the same parts of his game. I think he could be better than, than Dre. And he's also, now at this point, a year younger. So I would be all for it if L says... Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> I was going to say we don't want any Kentucky <laughs> retreads, but that you've got, we've lost that. That, that. that ship has kind of sailed with hiring Kenny Payne and also reaching out to Dante Allen. Like I'd be fine with it. I'd have no, I, I think he could help us. And I'm willing to take anybody at this point who I think could help us. I was going to say, yeah, when, when are we going to get to the point where beggars can't be choosers? I don't think we're there yet. No. It's still early. We had a couple of texts yesterday that we didn't get to, and, and I wasn't just – Ignoring them because they were uncomfortable. or but, but people were saying, has it surprised you that it's been essentially four weeks now since Kenny Payne got the job, and we really haven't like had any major pieces of news, like like new news. We've had the, the expected roster shakeup from last season where three guys have said they're coming back. I think five guys have said they're entering the portal, and we're still waiting on the decisions of three players. And, and none of these have been huge shocks. The, the guys that we expected to stay uh, have stayed so far, and the guys that we expected to enter the portal have, stay, have entered the portal. And I can't really answer that question because I had no expectations. I didn't know if this was going to be like we hire Kenny Payne and immediately the faucets turned on and all these five stars that we've been hearing about are just going to fall over themselves to commit to L, or if it was going to take an, until he announced his full staff, which we – all assumed was going to include Nolan Smith, and now we know it does. I, I didn't really have any expectations, but there is a part of me that was, I guess, somewhat surprised that we haven't had more, I'll use the John Rothstein phrase, palpable buzz about some of these like top-tier transfers and also members of the 2022 class. We've heard a little bit of stuff. like We were in on Sky Clark, who's going to announce his commitment coming up um, in just a couple of hours. We have been in on some of these transfers, but it hasn't been... Like, just nonstop news, nonstop, we're on this kid's final list. We're getting this transfer. Like, that hasn't happened just yet. But I would say to everybody, there's more time. We've got a full, what, three weeks before the transfer portal closes. It's different this year, and this is – it's a good thing, I think, for college basketball and specifically coaches. Last year, the transfer portal, because of COVID, um, 
you had until like July 1st, I think, to enter it. This year, they're cutting it off on, on May 1st, which is a full two months earlier. I like that. I, I think that that gives players plenty of time to sort of go over their options and figure out what they want to do. And then the NBA date to resign, it's still later than it used to be, but it's going to be earlier than last year because the draft is back to its its typical time. So we won't have the full-on summer madness that we had last year, but we've still got a solid like five and a half weeks to, to get yeah. who we're going to get and figure out how what positions of need we're going to fill and also to find out what the remaining guys from last year's team are going to do. So I would just say let's all be patient. Let's try to wait around. Let's try to – let's give the coaching staff the benefit of the doubt and hopefully these these rumors, these buzz that are all over Twitter and all over social media wind up producing something of, of substance here in the weeks ahead. We came up on one person's – was it – is is it the uh, is it Clark's that we released in the top five or six that they announced the final? Six? Yeah, we're in his final group. Okay, yeah. Let's see, I knew our name came up on someone's final list, and he's announcing today. And if you missed us talking about that in the first yeah, hour, which doesn't look good for us, but you never know. I mean, yeah, we were saying, um, sounds like it's going to be Illinois. Yeah. Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The Thornton text line. You said if Sky Clark commits, it would be a stunner. If Clark commits, I'll give my wife the stone cold stunner. She'll never see it coming. <laughs> RKO out of nowhere. Get it right. Legally, I will say, I will advise against doing that. Don't do that. <laughs> Regardless of where Sky Clark commits. Wouldn't do it. Texture says, I'm good with bringing Bryce Hopkins here. I thought Hopkins was scared of the NCAA violations, though. Well, maybe after not playing, maybe... <laughs> maybe the NCAA violations now scare him less than the not playing at all at UK scares him. Well, I mean, it's not like Kentucky. He just realized violations don't violations, smilations doesn't matter if you're Kentucky. You're not getting past first round anyway, apparently. No, <laughs> haven't won a game in the tournament. Hey, at least if he's in Louisville, he had an excuse for not getting a tournament win. <laughs> I haven't beaten Louisville since they won a tournament game last time. Jimmy Carter was in office. <laughs> Bryce's dad was in high school. Texture says, maybe an unpopular take, but I'm less worried about DJ Wagner than us getting uh, f- good four-year players like Siva, not Swapshire four years, uh, Russ and Siva's. One and Dunn's are a lot of work for five months on campus. I think that... Depends if, it's, it depends on the way you do it. It's Agreed, totally. Yeah, I, mean, I think one and Dunn's are totally fine as long as they have the right pieces around them. It still has been a, a rarity, and I, I wish I had the graphic in front of me, and I don't. But somebody brought up the the average age of the last ten national champions, and I think you know one and done has gotten so much talk really since '07, since this whole thing became a rule. And at the beginning of the one and done ten, you, you forget like the the common thought was you just you can't win a national title relying on on freshmen who are going to be here for five months, right? Like that was the big thing. The only one and done, yeah. And for a while in in John Calipari's first year, oh nine ten at Kentucky it seemed like he was sort of flying in the face of all that. And ha, 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 I'm going to prove you wrong. And then when that team loses in the Elite Eight to West Virginia, everybody just sort of says, see, told you. It can't happen, will never happen. And look at the team that swooped in there and claimed the national title. It was a senior-laden Duke team. I'm going to need you to mute me for a second. Must be a good one. He gave me a pre-mute. That was a bad tickle. (laughs) <laughs> there's a good tickle there's a good tickle that was not a good tickle that was a bad tickle 
And then Kentucky kind of changes the game when they win it all in 2012. And, and it, it sort of flips entirely. People start saying, well, this is the only way that you can win a title. You've got to have these types of players. It has to be done this way. And really, the only two teams that have been extremely one-and-done heavy that have won national titles in this era have been 2012 and 2015, that, that Duke team and that Kentucky team. And even they had experienced players in their starting five. I mean, Quinn Cook was maybe Duke's best player in March up to the title game, kind of like Jeremy Roach this year stepping up in that same regard. Darius Miller on the, the UK team mm-hmm. in 2012 was a, a huge piece of that. The average age since the one-and-done rule came about uh, of every national champion in those 15 years, only one of them has been below 19, uh, has been below 20.5 years, and that's that 2012 Kentucky team. I think that average age of the, on that team was 19.7. Every other team has been right around 21, a little bit older. Last year's Baylor team was like 22.7. This year's Kansas team was like 21.9. The Louisville team, for reference, was 21.7. Like, you still have to have experience to win national titles, but you also have to have NBA talent. We brought up the stat going into the Final Four. Every national champion since the NCAA tournament became a thing and since the NBA uh, first-round draft has been a thing has had a first-round player on their team. That continues. I mean, you're going to see you know, Kansas is going to continue that this year, and I would assume that whoever's going to win it next year would do the same thing. You've got to have that combination of next-level talent, whether it's young or sophomore or junior, and experience really good college players who maybe don't translate the same way to the next level. I think that's what we've seen from the best national champions of the last 10 years. Those Nova teams, um, I, wouldn't, I might not put this year's Kansas team in that, in that group, <laughs> But like our team in 2013 certainly had a little bit of that mix. You got to have both, and so I'm fine. Like I, I would love to have DJ Wagner here. You have to have the right pieces of experience around him as well. I think that that's if it's DJ Wagner and a bunch of other dudes from 2023, and we've got no good college players that have been around for three or four years. That team might be exciting as hell. They're probably not going to win it all. They're probably not going to go to a Final Four. But if we get DJ Wagner, some of these other 2023 studs, and we also have some good college players that are juniors, seniors, whether they're guys that we have developed or transfers for that year, let's roll. I feel good about it. But yeah, do we want DJ Wagner? Of course we want DJ Wagner. Are you kidding me? He's the number one player in the class. <laughs> let's go get him. I saw, and again, I'll, shameless plug for Greer. If you don't subscribe to his newsletter, I think it's worth the money. He always has nuggets in, in there that you can't really find anywhere else. And he said, you know, his nugget is, he's not making a prediction, but Louisville people feel pretty good about DJ Wagner. I know Kentucky people at once, once upon a time when Kenny Payne was first hired, still felt pretty good about him, but Louisville people are feeling pretty good about DJ Wagner. I'm feeling good. Are you feeling good? I am. I mean, the quote that we read yesterday kind of threw me for a loop where he's like, I don't really have a relationship with Kenny Payne, but I'm curious to get to know him. But I think it could be sort of your deal where you're like, he might just be downplaying it for the moment, waiting for his, his grandpa to get That's hired. That's what I'm hoping for, yeah. That's what I'm hoping for, too. Um, and also, again, if, you're, if you don't have a rooting interest for this McKenzie Mbako kid who's announcing his commitment tonight, you want to hope that the, the buzz is true and that he's going to pick Duke because – He's the number three player in that class. Wagner's the number one player. They're both from New Jersey. They've known each other for a long time. They're boys. And you want Kentucky to not have the ability to go to DJ Wagner and say, Your buddy's on our team. Come play with your boy. Why? You're spending five. But we'll have grandpa. 
yeah, you're spending five months in college, spend it with your boy. I'm sure you guys have talked about wanting to play in college or potentially playing together in college. Come here, win a national title, then go be a millionaire. Have fun. It's your one chance to be a college athlete. You can't say that if he picks Duke. So that's what I'm rooting for. And it sounds like he's more than likely going to go ahead and pick Duke. But yeah, we also have, we, we counter with the, your grandpa's here. Yeah, I mean, if you want to pick your friends over family because you don't you don't love your family, then that's, that's fine. I, you've got to have that argument, right? We, that has to be a part of Kenny Payne's pitch, whether it's that direct or just sort of subtle, where it's like, oh no, it's, there's no subtlety, subtlety to it. It's uh, listen, hey, I mean, I get it. You're breaking you your hang? grandfather's heart. That's fine. You don't you don't love your family who brought you here and clothed you and taught you how to shoot jump shots and took you to school and and and, and brought you those shoes and and and. When, and they, when, when, when kids are making fun of you, I had your back. That's okay. You go hang out with your friend. We'll just go feed friend. the birds over here in Louisville by ourselves. Do you want to have an awkward Thanksgiving, son? <laughs> you want Christmas to be a disaster at the Wagner household? Fine. Then go play for Kentucky. Your dad, your grandpa's never talking to you again. You're dead to the, the Wagner family. And I know it's true that you know the Wagner family and the Calipari's are told. We're, we're just making jokes, folks. It, it's It's fine. Uh, Texas says Louisville has a good feeling about Wagner, just like Putin has a good feeling about Ukraine. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. That, that means a good thing for us. I mean, he's in Ukraine. That means we're getting Wagner, right? Uh, I'm not going to explain the joke to you. Okay. <laughs> Texas says, do senior. <laughs> but it's a good thing, right? There are stories basically that people are lying to Putin about how things are going in Ukraine for Russia, which is not as well as anybody who launched this was hoping it was going to go. <laughs> That's the joke. Okay. Texas says, do senior walk-ons count at that age average? I couldn't tell you. I would guess not. <laughs> I would guess it's just the 13 scholarship players, but I can't tell you. Our walk-ons, like, the last few years, though, would have made the total lower. Like, we, our walk-ons have all been, like, freshmen or sophomores. I don't know if they just they got tired of being in the program, but we have had, like, new walk-ons every single year. Um, also, like, qu- quick note, because I have heard from – current players on the team and this it's, it seems like a small thing but i do sympathize with them here like the walk-ons have no idea if they have spots on next year's team or not i know t- at least two walk-ons who are from this area who want to stay on here who want to be cards they've they've been here for for two seasons now they want to play the last two at uofl yeah. and they've got no idea if they've got spots or not i let's get that taken care of like let's communicate with the players let's let them know I mean, these, it, these aren't scholarship players Scholarship players can go somewhere else and find a new home. If walk-on players want to find a new home, it's a lot more difficult for them. So uh, hopefully that, that that communication takes place in the relatively near future and they can get things figured out because I, I feel bad for those kids. It would be. I would hope so. Let's go ahead and make that – I'm not going to say a priority, but let's get that up there. Tick says, Trevor, real golfer or not? Adam Hadwin. Say it one more time. Adam Hadwin. Not a golfer. He is a golfer, and he played at U of L. Oh. <laughs> he's Canadian. He's on the tour. He's very good. He's a former Cardinal. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. I don't know how to golf. Text that apparently Kentucky is about to flip a Louisville commit. I'm assuming football because we've only got one in basketball. <laughs> I guess we have not two. again. This is our one guy they're coming after. I mean, is it? Kamari Lands in 2022 or Caleb Glenn in 2023? I would assume Lands would be the basketball player, but I can't imagine that uh, we're talking basketball, if that's a real text. I can't imagine it is. 
Texas, why don't college basketball teams play games later in the season out of conference? It would help on rankings. Well, because the conference schedules like all get made kind of years in advance. Like you have to have that all together. You'd have to work with your conference if you because the the unspoken agreement is you guys get to do whatever you want in November and December. You get to pick the um the early season tournament that you're playing in, you get to schedule at least what six non-conference games. Then you have the like things like the ACC Big Ten Challenge that are scheduled outside of the conference's control, and then December, January, late December, sometimes January, February, early March, like that's when the conference schedule. So if you wanted to play just a late February game against a right, if we wanted to play Kentucky in late February, we would have to work with both the ACC and the SEC yeah. to make that happen for scheduling purposes. But I get it. Like it would, I like when they have kind of late season variants, like, like, like straying from conference play a little bit. We used to do that all the time when Denny Crum was here. Like we played late season games against UCLA, and it was be- because conference wasn't that great. Like it was okay, but you also had less. T- you also had less teams in the metro as well. To point. sure, yeah, I mean, even even when we went to conference USA, like we started, we we would do that a few times. Like we played UMass that one year, real late in the season in February. We played Syracuse uh, one time in February. We played UCLA, the 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 who, who am I thinking of? Who hit the big shot? Brian, Brian Kaiser. Kaiser, thank you. Praise God, then play defense. I had the headline on my my room wall growing up from the Courier Journal. Fantastic. He ended up playing for like the uh, athletes in action. Athletes action yeah. yeah. Um, Whichever but, one. Yeah. Was that the, was that the church one? Yeah. He was the religious one. Yeah. But yeah, like we used to do it, but I guess now scheduling has become because of TV deals and all this stuff. You have to have it set like months and months in advance. Yeah. Texture says, no one has his own career to think about. It's a business. That's why, as much as I like you, I won't hesitate to take Trevor when I launch my show. No hard feelings, Rothbro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, who's stealing me? This guy. Okay, all right. Me. When he launches his own show, he's taking you. All right, let's take, a, let's take a break. When we come back, one hour left here. We'll get into all the uh, shenanigans that we've been talking about for the last couple of hours. Masters update, baseball talk, go Reds, and then more transfer portal and rumors and basketball recruiting nonsense golfing (sighs) we'll be golfing for a while trev get used to it we'll be right back here on 1450 and 96.1 I know you love St. Matthew's Little League basketball or baseball stories. Well, basketball. So I've got to say, 12-year-old All-Stars baseball, we had this, like, one of the parents put together, like, a soundtrack, and we played it during our practice, like, on a loop nonstop. <laughs> this was on it? It was, like, 10 songs. This was on it. Like, I still, I think I remember the order, and I, by, like, the second week of practice, we all were so sick of these songs. It was, like, it was very, like, mid-90s pump up like the space jam song was on there i think uh 
Come on, ride the train was on there. Like this was on there. It was just like very much. This came out mid eighties, but yeah. But yeah, but like, yeah. but songs like at that time that I'm sure parents thought would get kids pumped. That we actually were like, this is kind of embarrassing. Please stop. Like, how am I supposed to pitch with the heat is on blaring and I'm trying to like look intimidating? This is bad. Yeah, if movies taught us anything. If you're going to pitch well, you need to listen to Big Papa by uh, Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. You know what song always came on? You, you know what I'm referencing there, by the way? Yeah, of course. Hard, knock, right. Hard, Hard Knocks, right? Hardball. Hardball, thank you. R.I.P. G, baby. Yeah. Love you. Um, what song I feel like always came on, it became a thing when I was playing, if I came into games late to pitch, it didn't matter if we were playing like at Trinity's Field or if it was a summer tournament or if it was out of state or whatever, Pat Benatar hit me with your best shot. <laughs> always. was, And I'm like – it was so much. It happened so often that I'm like, is this a recurring joke? Did one of the parents tell whoever the PA person is at this random field in, you know, Podunk, Kentucky, that to play Pat Benatar if this kid comes into pitch? Hit me with your best shot. Like, how am I supposed to look intimidating when this is happening? This is not. This is not working. Hit him with your best shot. It's good that today. It's fitting that today. Hit me with your best <laughs> shot. Fire away. You're a real tough cookie <laughs> with a long history. I'm like, here comes the curveball. There we go. Um, I, don't, it, I, I can swing to that. It, it, there were worse ones, but that one, I never felt cool when it happened. Not that I felt cool when any other music was playing and I was trying to pitch. It's fitting that today is the first day of the Major League Baseball season, opening day slash opening night, because two of the most widely recognized and popular baseball movies of all time were released on this very day. This is a, a fact, two facts that really? are right up Trevor Kelsey's alley. All right. This is my life. This is the pop clock hour I like to hear. Let's go. This, we're starting off with a TK, TK Fay fact. Okay. 33 years ago today, April 7th, 1989, Major League was released. Four years after that, April 7th, 1993, The Sandlot was released. Oh, wow. Both on the same day, really? Same day, four years apart, two classics. If you had to pick one, both appeal to you in very different ways. Which one are you going with? Major League. Major League's the best best baseball movie of all time, and that's that's saying a lot when in a, in a in a genre that is richer than any other movies and sports. You're still a fan of the Sandlot, though, right? Sandlot's in the top, probably I'm number two. It's so good. I, I, mean, thought, I do love Sandlot. Don't get me wrong. I just I mean, but you're comparing it to Major League. I mean, Major League is the end all be all sports comedy. Bull Durham. I love Bull Durham. Bull Durham might be number three on my list. They're all so good. They're all so good. I just think of, like, the definitive, as a like, kids playing baseball growing up, which is something like, like I did all the time, like Sandlot baseball, playing with my buddies. I always think of the 4th of July scene. You can't. Like, oh, yeah. Anytime I hear America the Beautiful, it's all I can think of. is Benny running around with the fireworks going off while everybody's staring at the fireworks, <laughs> and he's focused on playing. Like it just reminds me the only night, the one year you get a night game. Ex- yeah. It reminds me more than any other scene from any piece of of art, movie, TV, what have you, of like childhood growing up playing sports. Like what it was like, I felt like growing up in the nineties was great, even though it's set in the sixties. <laughs> is it fifties or sixties? When is it? I think it's set in the sixties. No, well. I could be wrong. Because what's the names get way into the 60s, though, when they get older? That's true. But it could be early 60s. It's, yeah. Because Benny the Jet is playing. Because it's, it's released in 1993. I'm assuming that when it's released, it's like those scenes where he's playing for the Dodgers are modern day, which would be 93. So if he's, say, 12 years old, 
wherever he is. Like he'd that, have to be. And they're in California, where the Dodgers are already playing, and the Dodgers and Giants moved there in '57, I believe. <sighs> Sounds right. Fifty-seven or fifty-eight. Well, easy, easy fix. The Sandlot is set in 1962. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It's like I love how we just try to debate. It's like, well, this is what are we doing? It's not 1995 anymore. We can, <laughs> yeah, we, have to we can solve this very quickly. <laughs> I'm. I, you I, imagine in sports radio with you and me, like before the internet was around, we would just be arguing we just be, for. We would spend two hours arguing over the first thing that we started arguing over, and there'd be no, and it'd be pointless because there'd be no way to find the answer. No way. Until like we went home, and then we'd come back and we'd spend the next hour, first hour of the next day show, talking about the argument from the past day <laughs> and what we found when we researched in our World Book encyclopedias after we got back to our respective homes. World Book encyclopedia used to be my my go to for everything. Oh, I had one. We bought one set in like 1994, and even in 1999, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna prove you wrong. I Get that Q book out right now. I still have the uh, encyclopedia set from that I grew up with in my grandma's house. I'm going to tell you what the major religion is in Quebec. <laughs> prove you wrong. If I could, if I if I could use it still, I would. I would. Hell yeah, we had those things forever. Yeah. Every every paper I wrote, I mean, just basically copy and paste from World Book Encyclopedia. Yeah, post of when I could copy and paste from Wikipedia. Very slight change. <laughs> very very slight changes back in the day. Um, I'm with you though. I, I think. As much as I love the Sandlot, I'd have to go with Major League. Maybe it's a product of my age, but I mean, even Sandlot. I mean, I was still. He may it's... run like A's. Maze. <laughs> <laughs> but he hits like blue. I wish we had. He was an All Star in Boston, right? Yeah, until his knees gave out. Wish we had him four year, two years ago. We did. Wish we had him four years ago. Still my favorite line. <laughs> that, that's so good. The first time I saw the movie. I mean, I think I was, I was probably a teenager. Like, I didn't see it, like, at a, at a young age. I was 10 or 11. I was, I was about 10 years old. So, it came out in 89. So, I was probably, yeah, I, I rented it on video, I remember. So I just remember watching it. I think one of my brothers was watching it with me. And, like, the California Penal League line just <laughs> had him, like, on the ground. I was like, where did this guy come from? It's like, such a, the California Penal League? <laughs> like, my brother's, like, laughing his ass. I'm like, I'm not sure I really get it. Do any pees on Roger's contract still? I mean, I saw that. that yeah. That's how I saw that it was the 33 anniversary. Somebody um, had tweeted it out there, one of the movie accounts, and posted that scene where he takes the contract out. Yeah, says, I don't have to do any sort of calisthenics that I don't want to. I don't know. I don't know, Roger. I got a guy on the line about some white walls. Let me get back to you. <laughs> the coach of the major leagues. I mean, the opening scene alone when he's like, when he's giving the list of players, he's like, some of these guys didn't have a prime. This guy here is dead. <laughs> this guy here is dead. We'll cross him off then. <laughs> that or I think when I got older, when I watched the movie again, because I probably watched it when I was like 12, 13, and then didn't watch it again until when I was like 18, 19. The, are you trying to tell me Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? Yeah. was probably the hardest I laughed the entire time. It's just such a great line. And the, he, it's delivered so perfectly. <laughs> but that and Bull Durham are like neck and neck. Bull Durham is right there, is, is obviously up there too. I remember, I still remember, I mean, I, I, moments that I remember seeing the movie, the first time watching these movies tells you how like impactful they are in, in your life. Like, yeah. Like, I, I remember, I remember running home and watching, you know, Major League first time on video at my, at my neighbor's Jimmy's house. And I remember seeing Bull Durham when we were staying at a, we went on a little family trip and, Mom, you know, and her friend ditched me and her kids in the hotel. That's how, you know, so we're like, let's watch something. We ordered Bull Durham on the, on the, on the movies channel. Hell yeah. There. Probably got yelled at for that one, but still loved it. The pool, the, the bathtub scene alone was uh, very I, impactful to, to young Trevor. Same. 
which which for the record doesn't work in real life. I'm not going there. I feel like we've done this before. I mean, is there, is there anything? I'm, I'm with. I'm not. Of, I'm not saying you're wrong. I have complained many a times because, and you know this about me. Like I spent most of my life like expecting start Hollywood hour. not to lie to me. Like I, I, I go in like I went to jury duty. All college. your real life expectations are based on movies. Yes, and why shouldn't they be? Like that's that's I should Hollywood should be honest to me, right? Okay. That's why I didn't want to go to prom. I saw Carrie. I was like, I'm not going to that thing. Screw you. That's not what happened here. Did you not see she's all that though? <laughs> well, I was very chill for that one. Yeah, that's when I that's, and then I got my hopes up again. I was like, I gotta find me a nerd girl. It's gotta be, it's <laughs> so gotta be somewhere in between. So she's wearing glasses and overalls. I've got a shot, right? She can become hot. <laughs> yeah, I'll just just take them off and she's hot. But but like the the scene, nothing. Hollywood has never lied to you more than telling you that you can be intimate in a bathtub. Not that they're not feasible. Sorry, doesn't work. Why does the water make it drier? <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. He's a 60-minute man. He's, he's a 60-minute. I rock him, roll him all night long. I'm a 60-minute man. One of my favorite lines. Familiar with the scene. <laughs> but also, one of my favorite lines is when he's like, what? We're talking about recarnation. Wasn't that ever come back as Joe the Plumber? Yeah. Yeah, he's always Joe like, Joe, Joe the Love. It's not the way it works. That's the way it works. He, I mean, one of my favorite movie characters of all time, Crash Davis. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, another per- over most overrated sports movie. Oh, we've gushed over things we've loved on here more often than not. Let's be contrarians for once. Let's. Uh, what is the one that's that's people love that's popular? That you're like, I guess I, I can see why, but I don't get it. Man, I'm gonna have to like look up a list because I feel the ones that immediately come to my mind are movies that I feel like some people like that I just but are not considered classics. Like, I didn't think Coach Carter was great, but I also don't think that that's like on anybody's list of best sports movies of all time. Yeah, I mean that's. I feel like is is it gonna be like it's gonna be something that's newer. It's not like in our wheelhouse as much as it would be to someone younger. All right, do you want to hear Rolling Stone's best sports movies of all time? Yeah. They've got number one's Hoop Dreams, my favorite movie of all time. I know you love it. I agree with that. I wouldn't say it was overrated. I don't love it as much, but I wouldn't go that far. Number two, they've got Rocky, which I'm not going to – I don't think I like Rocky as much as most people, but I also – it's not like a considered classic sports movie that I hate. Yeah, you're not going to say I don't get it, yeah. Number three, they've got The Bad News Bears. Awesome. I would disagree with it being the third best sports movie of all time, but I still love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, as long as you're talking about the original. Exactly. I actually like Go to Japan, too. It's, <laughs> I think it's good. You know, honestly, I'm more willing to accept you saying that than you saying the reboot. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was like, when you were like, when you were going, when you were about to be like, I don't know. I no, like, no, no, no. I was no. like, don't say it. I mean, Tanner running around and them screaming, let them play is fantastic <laughs> at the, uh, the, the dome. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Raging Bull. They've got it four. love it. Yeah. Caddyshack at five. Love it. Love it. Six Bull Durham. We both love it. Yep. Uh, seven. They've got Slapshot. Love it. I, I know. Oh, you've got to watch Slapshot tonight. You've got to watch it tonight. <laughs> Eight. When we were Kings, which is the documentary about the, the thrill in Manila or the, the rumble in the jungle. I mean, it's fantastic. It's terrific. Never seen it. Oh, really good. It's on one of the streaming services too. Nine, I love all Senna uh, documentary on Ayrton Senna. 
Formula One dive. Documentary shouldn't be on here, by the way. Well, I love all the ones that they put on there. Uh, Ten, what do they have? Friday Night Lights, the movie. I like. I like it. It's my least favorite out of the book, movie, TV. But I still like it. But I I can't say I've never seen the TV, so I can't say. Eleven, White Man Can't Jump. Love it. Starring Jack Harlow. It's happening. You better get used to it. Same person wrote White Man Can't Jump, wrote Bull Durham, by the way. I don't think I knew that. He wrote Tin Cup, too. Twelve, Pride of the Yankees. Good. Good. Obviously dated, but good. There's not one on here that I... I, Hoosiers, they've got 13. I'm not going to do the contrarian thing, which is Hoosiers actually sucks. Hoosiers is awesome. Hoosiers is awesome. Uh, Murderball, I never saw it. Don't know it. Documentary. No. Uh, 15, I've never even heard of. Fat City? (laughs) Nope. It's a a boxing movie, apparently. 16, The Endless Summer is awesome. It's another documentary about surfing. If you haven't seen it, terrific. I'm assuming you haven't seen it. No, closest thing to a surfing movie I've seen is Point Break. Also crazy. <laughs> that of the few scenes when Spicoli talks about it in Fast Times. North Dallas 40. The football movie. I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. It's just, been a long time. I just know it. I don't, I've don't. i never actually seen it. 18, The Wrestler. I liked it. The Wrestler. Love The Wrestler. Wrestler gets, does not get enough credit. 19, The Natural. Like it. You've never seen it, I don't think. That's The Natural's one that I've, I've never seen. 20, I would never characterize this as a sports movie, but I do love it. The Big Lebowski. Not a sports movie. How's that a sports movie? Bowling. No. 21 Victory. Never seen it. Victory. No. It's like Chariots of Fire. They've got 23 Bends it like Beckham. Not I have a, a problem with that. Not a big fan. I'd almost put Ladybugs up above that, but okay. Ladybugs is incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was on a couple of weeks ago. I noticed. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, main character. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, he was Jonathan on, Brandeis. Yeah, he was, on, he was on the Vision Quest show as well. Exactly. Too, yeah. Uh, 24, Any Given Sunday. You have a problem, tell you what, you have a problem there, with Any Given Sunday. There, there's one. There's You finally went down this list. There's one that I think is probably, for me, that is probably considered popular that I think is overrated and is not very good. And that's Any Given Sunday. Oh, that movie kind of sucked. All right, I've got to get to 28 before I find mine. I'm not the biggest fan of Miracle. Didn't think it was that good. I've never watched it. Didn't think it was that good. I'd probably, I'd, I mean, I've never watched Against the Ropes either, but that's not here there. What's against the ropes? Some McRyan boxing movie. Oh, well. The the top 30 Rolling Stone sports movies of all time, I like pretty much all of them. Any given Sunday, I think, be, would be my one that I have seen. Because I, I can't say Miracle because I haven't really seen it. But, like, yeah. And, and then, you know, another one that I didn't think was great. I wouldn't say it's overrated, but maybe it is because it was to get a lot of hype. And I didn't think it was that great with Sacred, I mean, um, Seabiscuit. I'm not the biggest fan. That's a that, that's another Mary movie. She loves it. Like it's. I mean, I don't. I don't say it sucked, but it was for the hype it got. I don't think it was worth it. I wasn't the biggest fan. It was fine. Yeah, but it wasn't great. I'm with you there. But yeah, this day, two days, thirty three years ago, twenty nine years ago, we were two days in. We we're doing sports movie talk. I know. I know. Well, I mean, it, the anniversary talk through us. I mean, two days in. We're already doing the sports movie. The summer is here. It's bad. We got. We got how many more months of this? 15. How many games do you want Scott Satterfield's team to win next year to feel excited? We've, already, we've done that too. <laughs> we did that yesterday. Seven. Seven. <laughs> that is amazing though too. Maybe the arguably and, and, and easily arguably to the top five movies of in their own genre released within four years of each other on the same day. But I saw it because I got an email today. Worst sequel, Sandlot 3, by the way. 
I didn't even know there was a Sandlot 3. There is a Sandlot 3 and it has Luke Perry in it. Actually, now that you say that, I remember you saying, telling me this before. Yes, I found it on cable one day and I watched, I watched a few minutes of Sandlot 2, which was bad in its own right. Terrible. Sandlot 3, though, I mean, just a, it's enough to make you want to get lost in the 60s yourself and then be found again. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't even want to know. I'm mad that I even am aware of its existence now. That's on you. I don't want to know. <laughs> Quick congrats. Former UofL women's basketball standout Becky Burke, who was recently named the Big South Conference Coach of the Year. She's taking a new gig. She's moving on. She is the new head coach at Buffalo in the Mid-American Conference. Congrats to her. And potential congrats to Mike Begeese. We talked about last week. Uh, he got beat out for the head coaching job at George Washington. Chris Caputo, the longtime Miami assistant, ended up getting that gig. It sounds now, according to Adam Zagoria, who tends to have his fingers on the pulse of, of stuff like this, that he is going to, Pagese is going to be a coach on Patrick Ewing's staff at Georgetown. I brought this up, and you kind of laughed at me about that going there. I laughed at you about being him, him being the next head coach at Georgetown. Well, eventually. Okay. <laughs> this would help with that. Um, Georgetown also looking at, um, let's see. I mean, let's be honest. Ewing's not going to be that much longer. I mean, come on. That's, that was kind of my thought. Was, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm glad that Pegues is getting a job at another power conference program, like a well-respected program, but he's kind of walking into the same situation that he may have been walking into at Louisville. I mean, but he could get – He could get. He, he might be the interim head coach again here. Yeah. Third it, interim stint in less than a year. But if he does well as an interim coach there, they're, they're going to give you a chance to, to possibly keep the job where that wasn't going to be a possibility here, unfortunately. Yeah. I also wonder if he's going to be – because it's it's a weird staff now. The other assistant that they just hired is Kevin Nickelberry, who was the interim at LSU after Will Wade got fired. Oh yeah, yeah. So you've got two coaches that have uh, that are assistants now, who like just a few months ago, a few weeks ago, were interim head coaches. Like that's hey, that's sort of a bizarre layout for a staff. I, I can already picture right now, like the the, the AD in there with them going, those two, Andy and Ewing in the room going, all right, guys, here's here's what we're doing. I'm, you guys both interim jobs last year, excellent job. Pagese, man, the cigar, the Baja Bullies, loved it. Baja Bullies, the next the next wave of Hoya paranoia, right? Am I right? Yeah, that's right, Pagese. Hey, you Nickelberry, man, the way you handled that LSU situation, your coach, man, was just out there just making it rain like Fat Joe at the strip club. I get it. He was bringing racks on racks on racks, and you handled that. I know you fell short in the tournament. That happens to the best of us. I like your style. Patrick, you're a lame duck here, buddy. You're not going anywhere. We gave you an extension. I'm sorry. I told you. Never I'm drinking Jaeger again. But that's okay. We're going to keep you here. One of you two guys. What are you talking about? This is the interview going on at Georgetown. <laughs> I'm not what following you, One of you two all. guys. You're going to be the head coach here soon one day. Let's find it out. So let's bring you two interims on. And Patrick, good luck to you. Also... Why'd you zone out on me? That was my that was my skit. I heard Jaeger come up at some point. I, really, I, I, I wasn't. That was how Patrick got his contract extension. I wasn't following. <laughs> what if Ewing gets fired after like a month and a half, and they give the interim job to the other guy on staff who's never been an interim? It's like not Nickelberry. It's not Pegues. Well, that's just mean. That's just, whoever the other guy is, they're like, well, that's just that's just the AD just being a complete troll. It's like you know, Pegues' record wasn't great at Louisville. During his two stints, and then Nickelberry also lost in the NCAA tournament as a six seed to a bad Iowa State team. We're going to go ahead and go with. Uh, hey, Iowa State team went to the Sweet Sixteen. They did fair by scoring like 
85 total points in two games <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Like. Their other assistant coach is Lewis Orr, who was well, also, the Syracuse guy. Syracuse guy was also, uh, what, briefly the head coach at Michigan? Was he? I think that's right. He was the point guard in the 96 Syracuse team. He was. He was the head coach at Seton Hall, is what I'm thinking of, from 01 to 06. Oh, I, okay. I was thinking Michigan because he's who Tommy Amaker replaced up there. Oh, okay. Or he replaced Amaker. One or the other. I can't, my dates are all wrong. But Lewis Orr's the other coach. So three coaches on that staff with head coaching experience, to a degree. No excuse, Ewing. You can't go 0 19 in the Big, Big East again. I almost said Big X there. I mean, unless Lewis Orr's, some of those guys are going to start playing, then I mean. God, what a disaster of a program. I, Georgetown's one of those programs that, as a, obviously I'm a Louisville fan first before being a general college basketball fan, but I do love college basketball. Georgetown's one of those programs that I just want to be good as a general college basketball fan because it feels like they should be good. Kind of the same way, to a lesser extent, that I feel about Maryland. Maryland has a deep history. It's a basketball crazy state. The DC area, especially like has a fantastic basketball culture. The fan base is, is rabid when they're good and them being so just average for so long feels wrong. Indiana to a much lesser. I mean, Indiana though, like the fans are still crazy. They're kind of like, I got two of them. The two rivals. You're the two you mentioned like Maryland Georgetown, not their rivals. They kind of, I mean, Georgetown Syracuse is always going to be bigger deal for them than, than Maryland. Um, Indiana, like, they haven't been great, but the fan base is always going to be there. Like, the, I feel like Indiana is still a name that people are going to talk about unless they have, like, two more decades of <laughs> not going to an Elite Eight. Well, you're still going to have your – you're still going to have a fan base there probably. You know I mean? It's like Tennessee football. Yeah, and I know exactly, they. I know yeah. they, like, shudder when they hear that comparison. But, hey, Tennessee football won a national title in the last 25 years. So, you have it. Sorry. <laughs> And their fans are crazy. Sorry, Scoots. Sorry, Scoots. Scoots, it's been a bad show for Scoots here today. We've been been exposed as a horrible golfer. <laughs> I mean, he's been he's been he's been mocked by you in general. I mean, it's been yeah, it hasn't been his best day. Um, I got your back, Scoots. Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says Derby one month from today. Exactly. I Is can't it? wait for if you like TK on golf takes. I'm excited for TK on Derby. Nothing <laughs> about. I, I, I'm, so I'm excited. I can't wait to hear. We haven't done Derby radio together. I'm very excited to hear. If a horse is a gelding, does that mean he's got a split second faster than the others? What? If a horse is a gelding, does that mean he's a faster horse? Do you not know what a gelding is? Yeah, that's why I'm thinking they should be a faster horse. Sometimes they are. Funny side gelding. I'm so, so funny about being a gelding, but okay. I, maybe irony I don't know <laughs> it's not the funny side of me <laughs> I, I just want you to be like he had a great work this morning <laughs> cyber knife had a great work went a few furlongs <laughs> galloped breezed new addition to the game horse in the derby's name or golfer PGA golfer <laughs> or horse in the derby derby contender we'll do that Texture says Rudy sucks Texter, you suck. Opinions are what makes life tolerable. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> crap on you for it. I like Rudy. How can you not like Rudy's awesome? Texter says victory is awesome. Sylvester Stallone and Pele are on the same soccer team. 
What? what? <laughs> Victory was one of the movies on that list, and apparently, I guess Sylvester Stallone and Pele are on the same team. It sounds great, just based on that. I alone. mean, how <laughs> I'm picturing is the, the 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 old the old school '90s uh, movie voice guy, one man, one golf, one soccer ball in a world in a world where Pele meets Rocky or Pele. <laughs> You want to score some goals? Maybe I can't use my hands. <laughs> hey. I can't do I can't do Stallone. Even with, with a good voice, I can't do it. <laughs> Tech says, off-season topics, best rest area centers on I-65 and I-75 go. <laughs> well, the, first of all, you're asking the wrong person when it comes to whether they're stopping at a rest area or not. Yeah, you just know. <laughs> you have no idea. The side of the road is Trevor's rest area. Yeah, it's all... It's all <laughs> It's Mother Nature's bathroom. Do you never stop at rest areas on these cross-country journeys of yours? I'm not a rest area fan, though. Interesting. I don't trust them. I like the trucker ones that have like the subways attached to them, like the love things. You oh, no, that's, well, that's not a rest area, though. It's not, but it's like a gigantic bathroom. It's like a good place to pull Oh, no, those stop. are the great. Yeah, any, yeah. Anytime, yeah, anytime you get a Love Flying Jays or a um, uh, Love's Flying Jays or um, what's the other one I'm forgetting? Um, uh, Pilot. Yeah. Those are the three, and it, and depending on what part of the country you're in, it depends on what you get. Like if you go up like towards the north, like you go up the northern area, you're gonna get like Arby's, McDonald's, Subway, uh, some Boston markets up there as well. Nice. Like if you go out west, you get mostly like uh, you get your Carl's and your flying uh, your Subways. McDonald's is always a uh, Arby's and McDonald's are usually your most too common though. Texas, how could they leave off the fish you saved uh, Pittsburgh? The fish you saved Pittsburgh. Doctor J was in that. I have Dr. J autographed basketball. Do you really? Yeah. I think you're lying. I've got it. It's personalized. I think I don't think you're telling me the truth. Got it for my first communion. Your first communion? Family friend knows Dr. J. Wow. I had so I, I used I didn't to, even get a first communion. Mary, like she she gets mad. I always like take it out of the closet we have downstairs and like display it prominently in the basement. And she gets mad. She's like, nobody knows who Dr. J is. I'm like, everybody knows who everybody Dr. Knows J, Dr. J, is. J is. We had some guy working in our basement one time. I think he was like working on the cabinets actually who like saw all the other L stuff i had like denny crumb stuff made no comment about it saw that he's like is that dr j i was like you're damn right it is when i was really young i thought jordan was dr j <laughs> that's, i mean that's understandable when i was really when i was a kid i thought i mean because it's dr j's i mean I'd michael jordan we have a a video of me opening this gift the, the dr j autograph ball and like i'm First communion, I guess I'm like seven years old. I don't know. And I don't know any better. Do you have multiple communions or just the first? First. Well, then you then you do it after after your first one, you do it for life, right? Oh, do you? This is like this is snack time at church. This is when you go up there and you have the host. And Probably you, a good time to ask you what a communion actually is. But okay. when you drink, you you eat Jesus's body. What? The host, the body of Christ. To know Catholics were okay. Only for one day a week, Ooh, briefly. Okay. It's a big part of the church. All right, Hannibal. <laughs> big part of church <laughs> but so we have video of me opening this up because like my dad's like oh my god this is so cool and and uh mr reagan who gave me the gift is standing there and i like i don't know who dr j like i've heard of dr j but like it's not a name that really resonates with me oh so, yeah so i'm like oh my god this is incredible and then i just start dribbling the ball oh no my, my dad's like no on the video and i, I feel shame slap shot you play. should feel shame a seven i got a basketball i want to play with it Texture says Friday Night Lights is the best sports movie of all time. Not it's good. I just best, but it's good. Is it the best football sports movie of all time though? 
I want to say no, but there's not one that pops to my mind immediately. Like I, it's like kind of on par with Rudy for me. I mean, Rudy's Rudy probably be number one. It's not necessary roughness. I liked Friday Night Lights, but I did the. This was the classic. Like I read the book first. Yeah. And so when I see it in theaters, I'm like that's not actually they lost the semifinal. <laughs> no, you should watch it. Was, it was a low scoring game. Winchell <laughs> only completed three passes. <laughs> I had that. I was like that guy. My friends were like, "Oh my god, shut up!" I'm like that for every movie, sports movie now, and no one wants to watch sports movies with me. <laughs> Jesse Armstead played for that team. I mean. <laughs> It's like when you talk about I think I think Sean brought, I think it was Sean Mosley brought this up, brought up Moneyball when he was in here before with you and movie sports movies came up I think it briefly he brought Moneyball I like Moneyball but I, as I the whole time I'm watching it it's just like well, why don't you talk about the pitchers yeah well, I mean, why, why don't we talk about the fact that they had three the three pitchers on that team is why the Oakland Athletics in this system worked or about how about how he he like. He, like he invented it, like because he found some fat dude in the Indians organization that just suddenly showed him what you know the 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 system is. When he actually Oakland the A's were doing it for like a decade before he got there. You have strong opinions on Moneyball. I do. Wow, I like it. Texas Cool Runnings is the best movie. Oh, Cool Runnings is a good one. Although when I went to Jamaica, no one gives a belief about it. <laughs> I always, you know, one of those quotes, like you know, there are those quotes that you'll throw out there that even though you know nobody around you recognizes what you're talking about. Like, anytime I, like a Louisville team or another team that I'm a fan of starts playing well after a period where they've been bad, like this Louisville basketball team this year, like when they're playing really well against North Carolina, I wanted to be like, where did these guys come from? <laughs> Jamaica! <laughs> and then, like, Mary's like, what are you doing? I'm like, sorry. <laughs> In my own world, leave me alone. What's the song Dougie Fresh thinks? Uh, <laughs> People don't they All don't people believe. say you know they can't believe <laughs> Jamaica. We got a bobsled team. <laughs> I have been able to use. I was so mad. I had the perfect, perfect video set up for if we had gotten into the NCAA the COVID tournament as the first replacement team. I had the video set the clip set up of John Goodman being on the phone where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay, <laughs> all right, all right, bye." Like he's like, "That's it was the committee." They said we're back in. And like they go nuts. I was like, I, I was so ready to post it. I'm like, please God, let us get in the tournament. A million retweets. It's gonna happen. What's the uh, the actor's name? Lynn? He's also in uh, um, Above the Rim. He is in Above the Rim. The guy who plays uh, Darice, though, his f- first claim to fame, he was the wax statue in Madonna's "Like a Prayer" video. Le- yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, he yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. No, you could. Well, he also, yeah, because he converted like the. Yes, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that video got a lot of a lot of flack. John Candy, by the way, not John Goodman. No. <laughs> R.I.P. Both. Texas, here's a hot oh, take. John Goodman's still alive, I think. <laughs> he is. Yeah, John Candy's not. Just his career. Texas, here's a hot take. The first half or so of Moneyball is one of the best all time. It's so good. It makes the second half of the movie drop off quite a bit with all the actual baseball playing. Not a fan of the baseball look? Texture doesn't like the baseball. I get that. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Texture says, Motocross, baby, and Alley Cat Strike 2. Shout out to Disney Channel original movies. <laughs> a smack in the face of Luck of the Irish. Come on. I don't know any of the Disney original movies. <sighs> You're missing out. Like, they were starting- You never saw My Date with the President's Daughter? No. Like, the, the closest thing to Disney, was, was Blank Check considered Disney original? No. Okay. So Love yeah. Blank Check. See, you got to remember, see, when I was, I mean, I, I don't know at what point they did, 
But I never got to like actually get Disney because Disney was one of those like you had to pay for it like with HBO when I was a kid. Yeah, like, it wasn't free. Like, and I don't remember by the time like it was probably available for like regular cable view, like part of your regular cable package. I was past Disney age. My day with the president's daughter. Oh, it's basically every song that they had for their original was just like the title just said over. <laughs> I don't think anybody actually saw Kinda the like movie. Kids Incorporated. K I D. S. Oh, oh, looks like we made it. Well, kids, I like Kids Incorporated more than Mickey Mouse Club growing up. I, I would second that. Yeah, I'm going to on that one. What a bold take. <laughs> Texas says Trevor needs to meet the Hanson brothers. You do watch Slapshot tonight. You'll be a different man tomorrow when you come and do the show. Better after school cartoon Chippendales, uh, Rescue Rangers, or DuckTales? Chippendales Rescue Ranger Chippendales is danger. Uh, no, song wise, DuckTales beats it, unfortunately. Life is like a hurricane mm. here in Duckburg. Imagine, like, being I've always said this like, imagine being the professional singer who's lived your entire life, worked your entire life, dreaming of being like a well respected Grammy nominated musician <laughs> and having to be in the booth and being like, here in <laughs> Duckburg. Life's like a mystery, do or rewrite history. DuckTales. Woo. All right, let's take a break. Uh, Big Blue Drew is texted in also. Okay, he asked a good question. We'll, we'll get to that after the break. It, it's This is renewing the rivalry between oh, no. TK and Scooter Dingus. He doesn't even put doors on his Jeep. He's a weird guy. Yeah, we'll get to that. He's going to be on uh, KRC tomorrow morning. Sure. I noticed that your offer got rescinded, apparently, because you don't want to get up that early. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you were <laughs> 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 you were like, TJ was like, you know, if you hey, if you don't want to if you want to get up that early and do some radio, and I was like, are you talking to me? And you were like, no, me. I'm like, well, you're not going to do that. <laughs> I could have told you that at the start of the week. It's not going to happen. There's <laughs> a better chance you would have done it. There probably was. I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. It's the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Masters Thursday, opening night Thursday, rolling on here on 1450 The Big X. No idea. It's the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Oh my God! Why did I not just guess it? <laughs> why did I? Not? Why would I have assumed I mean, it was I anything mean, else? I thought at least this would the Axel F song would give. I've it never away. seen the movie. You still, you still don't even know this. This. I know very little about the Beverly Hills Cop world. If that hasn't become apparent, like you don't know anything about Rosewood or Taggart or no, nothing, nothing. I know. Or Surge. Nothing. Akmel. Akmel Polly. We have the first final. Do you want to die for your Camry? I don't think so. Is that a problematic quote right there? I'm a little worried about what just happened. 
Texas is the only, the only scene in the third one I actually like. Okay. Well, hopefully that was okay. We have a the first final of the 2022 Major League Baseball season. Uh-oh. I don't like it. Who is officially in first place now? The Chicago Cubs oh. have dethroned the reigning National League Central champion Milwaukee Brewers by a final score of 5-4. to four. Hashtag fly the W. <laughs> Cubs fans flying that W all over. Same Matthews. Was the fly the W thing, was that what during when WGN was airing during the Harry Carey days? Because I don't remember seeing that. I don't remember it being nearly as big a thing as it has been the last like decade or so. Yeah. like, Is it new? Cubs fans are like, no. We've been doing it since the 20s. Come on. I love the... I still remember it. I'm just looking at the the trending topics on Twitter, and I always love when it gets, like, you know, the obvious topics are there, and then when you get down to the foolishness, and you're like, okay, this is th- what's really going on I always there. like this because I like to see if I know what they're talking about. Well, you know you have... It's a historic day on the Supreme Court. You have the first black woman approved to confirm to be on the Supreme Court. So the number one hashtag is hashtag Justice Ketanji, uh, Ketanji, Ketanji Brown Jackson. And then you've got opening day, hashtag number two. You've got the Masters, fourth. You've got SCOTUS, fifth, right there. Okay. And then right after that, you've got hashtag pass me a bush because it's National <laughs> Beer Day. <laughs> National Beer Day. Yeah. There are. I love how is there a day that's not a national something day? So on the old show, like John would always bring up, like he'd start every single day by letting me know because he knew it bothered me, like what national day it was. Yeah. And there are like 17 different national beer days that are some like just various form. It's like, like I would be like, wasn't it just national beer day last week? And John's like, well, no, that was national cold beer day. And today's national beer day. And then the next <laughs> month, it'd be like, this is national domestic beer day. This is National Your Favorite Beer Day. I'm like, these are all the same thing. Half of these involve alcohol. <laughs> National Beer Day with has the letter R in the word. Pretty much. And then, like, sometimes <laughs> it'd be like, it's also National Pretzel Day and then National Peacock Appreciation Day. Remember we had that? Last? And I'm like, no, you get one National Day. If you run out, you run out. You can't make room for more. That's why you can't have 17 different National Beer Days. If it's National Donut Day this day, that's it. We're celebrating donuts. We're not celebrating donuts and also National Charlie Brown Day. Nope, 365 National Days a year. Like Christmas is Christmas. That's National Day. You don't have National, um, I don't know, Sunflower Seed Day on December 25th, too. Here, here's my philosophy when somebody, you know, when they bring me with the National whatever fill in the blank day today. If I don't get off work for it, it's not a National Day. Okay. I mean, it's still. You can still have holidays. That you just nope. You, you only recognize days that you're off work. For. Yep. When does it matter? Sean Moss texted in. <laughs> Is he defending Moneyball? Oh, I don't like his idea. Oh, I thought he was going to defend Moneyball to me. No, he texted in earlier about the Avalanche because he, he's a big Avs fan. We, we text about the Avs. Yeah, no, yeah. He said, TK watches Slapshot tonight. You watch Beverly Hills Cop tonight. Reviews come tomorrow. I'm down for that. I don't want to watch Beverly Hills Cop. Yes! Slapshot is so much better than Beverly Hills oh, Cop. Oh, you don't know that! Slapshot's a classic. Is there is there three Slapshots? No. They don't need to. You you ragged on Beverly Hills Cop 3, and then now you've somehow been defending it all day today. Well, I'm not going to defend it. It sucks. But, I mean, except for, the like I said, the one scene that I think is funny. You, so you claim superiority based on the fact that it's a trilogy, and then in the next breath you say part three sucks. <laughs> But the fact is, is it was so it was superior because they needed they needed a third one. The demand was there. 
You need to watch Slap Shot. You need to watch Sparrow's Cop. I can't promise anything. I, I got to watch Drive to Survive. I've got to finish that. Although I did start watching, I got sidetracked last night a little bit. I started watching um, The Girl from Plainville on Hulu. It's about that. Do you remember the case? I don't Wait, know. I don't know. Are you tell, are you saying it's got the girl from Plainview in it? No, or the, is the title The Girl from Plainview? The Girl from Plainview, it, Phil, is the title of the show. Okay. It's about the... So you were saying it has the girl from something on Plainview. I don't know if you saw the story. It was from, I think, like 2014. Like a girl. It was like classic. Like the story that makes you terrified of your kids growing up in this technology age. I don't know. I'm sounding like an old man. But these two kids had formed this relationship i'm using air quotes where they'd met like one time on a vacation in the summer but like their entire relationship was based on them texting each other all the time and the kid the 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 boy who's i think 14 15 years old has significant mental health problems is is suicidal and basically this girl like convinces him to kill himself he goes in his car he's going to kill himself he's he's getting cold feet he's texting her like i'm scared i don't want to do it and she's like get back in the car and do it you have to do it and all this stuff and he he dies. He goes through with it. Yeah, she's all she's awful, and she she does all this sympathy stuff. Like she throws has all these posts on Facebook about like you know celebrating his life and please support me at this this funeral that I'm throwing for him and all this stuff. And it's just it's awful. And she's been on trial now, off and on for like the last eight years for her role in this. And it's a you know landmark case because you haven't had anything like this before. And this series is is kind of diving into that. But it's I mean, got, it's, well, the case would be under the same jurisdiction as promoting suicide, which what Kevorkian faced, wasn't it? It's I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the ins and the outs. I, I follow the case, but I can't give you the exact charges. And Must have missed law school that day. Exactly. I didn't go to law class that day. Um, <laughs> but I want to watch it because Elle Fanning plays the main character, and I think she's she's awesome. If you haven't seen The Great on Hulu, also she's terrific in that. Elle Fanning. Yeah. Don't know her. Elle Fanning, Dakota no. Fanning's sister. I know Dakota Fanning. Well, this is her sister. She's very good at acting. You should watch it. It's good. I'll, I'll, I'll do your thing. Um, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be watching. I've completely lost track of what you're describing. Slapshot. Slapshot. And you're watching Beverly Hills Cop tonight. Texas Big X needs to start drug testing their employees. No. No, they don't. Probably. No, we don't. Texas says, I like the ga- talking about the gas station 65. <laughs> I like that somebody answered this question seriously. <laughs> they got thrown out by somebody else. I like the gas station close to the Kentucky-Tennessee line on 65 that says best bathrooms on 65, and they absolutely oh, Jericho. He said, and they absolutely are not the best bathrooms on 65. That, that's when you're on your way to Knoxville. I know that. I know exactly what he's talking about. Actually, some friends and I in college, we had this idea that we like. It's one of those where if you had the ability to make something like this happen, I feel like it would have been a big hit. But we just had no idea. We wanted an app where you could rate bathrooms. It seemed like you know, just call it Pooper. Like you can. This bathroom at the McDonald's in BF Nowhere, West Virginia, is awful. There's poop stains that's everywhere. Actually, that's actually a good idea. But there, like, there's one now. Like, they, oh, there is it, one. it exists. But at the time, I was like, "This is a brilliant idea." But I, I don't know how to make that. I can't patent this. I don't know how to do it. But like, I would use that. It'd be great. Like, let's rate this bathroom. Let's see what other people have said about this bathroom, and see if I can find the same scribblings on the wall that were here in 2011. That'd be fun. <laughs> That's my bathroom take for today. <laughs> God. Texter says, and I agree with this, I feel like Trevor would be the perfect road trip companion because he would know exactly which exit has the best food, and he'd also volunteer to drive the whole time. I would. I do. I, there's the thing about road trips. I'm trip. the drive the whole time guy, too. No, I, it's the weird I'm thing about passenger. road trips with me is that 
If I'm behind the wheel, I'm awake. Like I'll I'll stay awake for a good chunk too if I need to, as long as I'm behind the wheel. You put me in the passenger seat, back seat, wherever. Ten minutes, I'm knocked out. Really? I say I'm not that way. I can. I'm not staying awake. I, I as soon as, if I'm not driving and I'm in a car, I'm sleeping. I have to be really tired to fall asleep in the car because no, I'm, I'm not, not a good me. passenger. I'm I'm knocked out. I've got to be in control. I need plus to. I can I, I can sleep to anything. So if you want to play whatever music you want to listen to, go ahead. Uh, I mentioned the Big Blue Druid text in. Here's what he had to yeah. say. He said on the last Kentucky Dad podcast, I had TJ on. And I asked how many kids he thought he'd end up with on a scale of Trevor Kelsey to Justin Rowland. He's a Kentucky guy, right? I don't. Just Rowland? Yeah, yeah. Just Rowland's got a bunch of kids. So okay. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he says, that being said, what type of dad do we think Trevor would be? I think Trevor would be a great dad. I'm being a good dad. I've dealt with my. Listen, all you. You're going through your. This is my first kid. I'm a baby. Listen, I, I was dealing with kids 20 years ago when some of my best friends were having their kids early, and I was there to help. Yeah. You'd be great to I mean, I told you, the Taylor, the Pittsburgh, he's turned 20. I was there for him changing diapers day one. Texas says, my mom won an autographed Louisville Colonels basketball when I was a kid, and my brother and I played with it so much that we wore the cover off uh, Kentucky Colonels. Uh yeah, that's a good one. I, another story. The, I remember this. The closest thing I've had is my uncle, who's uh, cousins with George Bland in some way, but he's uh, he had a football signed by the, the nineteen sixty uh, Browns championship team. Oh man! Uh, and included Paul Brown's signature. Our guy Art Carmody, whose birthday is today. Happy thirty yeah, eighth, Art. Uh, you might be listening right now. Best ki- second best kicker ever to play at Louisville. Best kicker. Second. Sorry. Best. Acres, the best. Only Acres. Lou Groza award winner in program history. Leading scorer in program history. Best. He had the story where I think it was his little brother. I might be mixing this up, but I think his little brother got a autographed football that had all the autographs from the Broncos Super Bowl champion team. Like their their big Broncos fans. The first one? Yeah. Or there's only two. Elway and all those oh, guys. And Art like kicked the bleep out of it. Like just play with it all and like nice. ruined it for everybody. Like just classic big brother move. He's got like Art has like seventeen little brothers. <laughs> and one of them he just ruined his ball. You're not big but you well you're not big on autograph display. I mean you mentioned you had the Dr. J autograph ball, but you're not big on like autograph like memorabilia, are you? I mean I'm not I wouldn't say I'm not. I just like don't. I've got autographed like Eagle stuff. Like my probably my favorite is my Chuck Ben Eric one. But yeah, I mean I've got a couple. Like, I've got a Denny, Denny Crum personalized like bourbon barrel top. When they were selling them, he came in and, and did it on the radio a few years ago. That is, is cool. Hanging up in my basement. I've got. I, I think I've said this before. Um, John gave this to me. Like one of the coolest gifts I've ever oh, gotten. The, the, the Muhammad the, Ali, yeah. the Orange Bowl jersey autographed, which is is very very cool. Um, so I've got some cool stuff. But I guess the Lions fan and the Reds fan, you don't have a lot of pro stuff to pick from, right? I don't. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Texas doesn't TK only work three hours a day, if that. No, I'm technically on the clock twenty four seven for the station. You never know. He never stops working. Yeah, sometimes I'll get. To, sometimes I got to do stuff in the middle of the night. You never know. Texas, I'm coming in tomorrow to receive my gift card for starting the best off season topics with the rest areas. <laughs> LMA. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you something. Big X prize package. Gift like, card to pilot. <laughs> it's a few of the mints that we have lying around the office, and then uh, one of the pens with the top that's been off for the last six months. <laughs> That's the big ace care package. Texas, will Jay Williams ever be the coach of Duke? No. no. Are you kidding me? No. Um, God. Should we pick? We usually pick a game at the end of the, the show. It's been college basketball or football for the last several months, but now those days have passed us. 
So I feel like we have to do this, though. Baseball? We've got Reds-Braves tonight. Yes, we do. It's the big game. The Reds are playing on the road, though. Now, the Braves are still banged up, though. They still don't have uh, your boy in center field, right? I don't I don't care. Acuna, Matata. Ronald Acuna is, yeah. is still out. But they are the reigning World Series champions. Your right fielder is still out for... Well, the, the Reds are the Reds. That's all you have to say. Like, I, I, the, the Braves could be starting non-guys that I've never heard of tonight, and I'd still be like, well, we're probably up against Mitchell it. Friedman? We're starting Tyler Malley on opening day, opening night. That's my fantasy baseball team, by the way. Is what? Mitchell Friedman, question mark, question mark. That's my dynasty team. It's good. I like it. It's the only nationally televised baseball game on opening night, though. It's, this is, it's the big one. It's the only one. It's the big one. And the Reds are playing on the road on opening day slash night for the first time since 1990. It's a big deal. Rarely happens. Only the third time it's happened since 1890 when the, the club launched. The other was 19, last 1990. And 1966. Yeah. 8 o'clock, first pitch. ESPN2. Max Freed versus Tyler Malley. Do the Reds start <laughs> off on the right foot and get this opening night W, Trev? The question should be, is Tyler Malley a player or a golfer? Baseball player or a golfer? He's a pitcher, for God's sake. <laughs> He's an opening night starter. He went 13-6 and six last year. Put some respect on his name. I know who Max Freed is, though. You should. Uh, yeah, if you're, you're going to know one of the two, I'd feel, I actually feel better yeah, about yeah, you knowing yeah, who Max Freed is. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Um, Sorry, uh, Cincinnati. It's going to turn out. Tonight's result is going to be kind of like the taste you get in your aftertaste of eating uh, Skyline Chili. Just not good. Not good at all. Uh, Braves uh, win by three runs. 6-1 Braves. 6-1 Braves. But it's okay because Cameron Smith's still tied for the lead of the Masters. Let's go, Cam Smith. Let's go the rest of my team. Corey Connors, get up there. Scotty Scheffler. second? Is that do I your am? thing. Sunjay M. Who? Sungjay M. He's Japanese. Okay. Had a good day. Dustin Johnson also tied. Who's his wife? You got Oh, oh, it's uh, um, um, it's uh, Gretzky's daughter, Paulina Gretzky. Wait a minute, how old is she? You can Google her. I'd recommend it. Actually. Is she under twenty one? No, I would recommend it. <laughs> Do some research. Uh, enjoy the baseball tonight if that's your thing enjoy the masters if that's your thing if neither one of those things are your thing i'm sure we'll be back to talk more nonsense tomorrow at three have a happy thursday night everybody we'll talk to you guys tomorrow